0: That kid is back on the escalator again. Leave it alone. What? Comics. What are you? I'm Batman. TV and movies. Wrestling. Oh, uh, no. Music.
1: We are just...
2: A podcast about things you actually care about, hosted by a couple of guys who actually care about those things too. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep, maybe a little too much. Yes! That's awesome! The talented one, Chris Machete. That no-talent ass clown became famous. And Brenton, you know, that guy from your other favorite podcast. I liked it. I was good at it. So grab onto the handrail and don't let go. I'm Boy, the this is the Kids on the Escalator podcast. Woo! Here's CM and BD.
3: Fancy pants. Yo. Mike hitting the goalpost. Hey. Look at this Whoa, guy, Mike.
1: Hey, hey, what hey. this kid?
2: Mike hitting the goalpost here. What's going on, Mike? Sorry, How are you, buddy. I was, uh, yeah, scrambly, scrambly tonight, uh, as as
0: always seems to be. Hi, boys. Like
4: we got to get JJ some glasses. I think we're all...
0: Oh I, yeah, I was going to wear my glasses too I was like, ah, pop these contact lenses in for the show If nice. I would known It's funny, I'm not squinting as much now that I wear my glasses All the time I was like, It's a good look You feeling a lot about yourself when you wear your glasses
3: Yes, Gentlemen, Tuesday night Kids on the Escalator podcast uh, Hanging out All together You guys really? are almost We're living in paradise here in BC But you guys are almost oh, yes. out of lockdown over there What's going on? How close hmm. are we? We're a couple
0: days away, yeah. I don't know, man. Fr- no Friday, idea. Friday. We 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 go down. Was it go down a level, go up a level? Is that what it is? I have no idea,
2: I man. I'm uh, like working drawing. One, I have no idea. To, I feel like it's some sort of like a venereal disease chart. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah and in some places it, it's it's color coded, or is that not a thing anymore? You guys know, are we're doing, doing color coding. <laughs> You guys are color coding what the hell is going on? It's really hard to follow, I'll be honest with you.
3: This is you
0: know, know. I'm I'm not
2: politics, but uh, man, our premier is
3: lovely, isn't he? He got booed at the Muslim funeral today. Ooh, did he? so i've been told yeah. and That's our hearts good. go out to that family for yeah. the stupidness down in london ontario oh, chris's old hood down there but um, i still live in london for a while fucking ridiculous absolutely just, ridiculous yeah. we don't get too political we don't get too political on this show but um <sighs> nightmare man, oh man yeah, man, Some, oh, somebody's man. an asshole in London. That's for sure. Holy crap, not cool. A racist guy driving a truck. Imagine <laughs> that. Imagine that. Anyways, a racist
4: guy driving a truck. I bet he can't park it either.
3: Yeah. <laughs> challenge uh we're gonna yep. dive into a few different things we got a random box on the screen today so i don't know if you can find a way to fill that box with anything but i think that's because mike signed in and then got kicked oh, out and that left, me? Uh, yeah and <laughs> left the box okay, here's
2: the ghost. Here's, full full disclosure i had clicked on the link that you sent me in the email but it opened up automatically my safari browser because i'm on a mac and then it pops up saying you shouldn't use safari this is designed for chrome or anything but safari so i'm like yeah no, i have a feeling you should probably sign out
3: of your safari because i think you're still signed in
2: oh it's not even it's not even in or on or anything like that well we're gonna be awkward then
3: Anyways, uh, we're getting into top fives today of, of everything, top fives of a whole bunch of different categories. I put them in the little chat there as we get through the process. But before we get through to that, we've got people here that need to be introduced, starting with this guy, JJ.
0: What's happening, buddy? Say hello. Hey, man. How are you? I'm I'm well. JJ uh, from the JJ and Melanie Unfiltered podcast, heard every Thursday. We call it Friday Junior, which we're not allowed to play our Friday Junior song anymore on our podcast uh, because it used uh, Cool and the Gang's um, uh, song. Which escapes me now for some reason. Uh, <laughs> celebration. So, wow, okay. celebration, thank you. Yeah, and oh, uh, wow. so we're not we're not to use it. So uh, we're not we had to like eighty six all our episodes. Did I tell you this this last time. Well, I was you had it? mentioned oh, man,
2: you, we... you had mentioned that you had to get rid of a bunch because of copyright reasons. I was not right. Realize that's what it was. So.
0: That that wow. was it. So um, yeah. Anyway, it's still a fun podcast. It's my former co-host on the radio. I was on the radio for. Whatever for a long time, and uh, it's my former co host Melanie Martin, and uh, yeah, we just talk uh, all about all kinds of things. This week has been an amazing week, it's Juno week, so I was on the air on mm-hmm. CBC Music, so it's been uh, it's been busy. Busy couple, couple, were weeks. they promoting your show before the hot or during the hockey games, or
2: yes, yeah, the little banner on okay. the okay. So, my, my yeah. wife yeah, and cool. I either I'm
4: a, a date, I'd like heard or saw that and we say, Hey, hey, we know that guy. We yeah that guy yeah so that's yeah, awesome like yeah. that that's cool that's huge man that's huge hey,
3: yeah people, finally yeah. finally we saw someone other than mike on the tv over <laughs> the hockey <laughs> playoffs so we heard someone other than mike on the yeah because mike's if, yeah we, we're paying big money to have mike on here and he's still putting <laughs> like the box up <laughs> <laughs> he's he's on the uh he's on everything but uh okay and then uh, of course our uh, our returning uh partial sometimes co-host uh, yeah. uh, and everywhere in your ears and in your face. Mike,
2: congrats. Say hello, buddy. Hello, hello, hello. Yes, it's been uh, it's been a while. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to be back. Uh, it's been a crazy couple of weeks. And I mean, aside from the whole COVID on again, off again, I feel like I'm in like a bad high school relationship with, you know, Ontario oh. and the lockdown. It's like, you know, "Ah, I kind of like you this week, so let's hang out. But no, no, I'm going to dump you. And no, (laughs) let's be friends. Like, yeah, it just, it's been a real blur. And, And just in case you were wondering, so far so good, still no surgery date yet. Oh yeah, for the old uh, the GB. So the old uh, gallbladder, the old gallbladder. But uh, everything seems to be moving along just fine. But the 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 big project lately. I don't know if, if you've got this out in BC uh, and Chris, you're probably we doing
3: have it. everything out in BC. Uh, Mike.
2: No, it's it's the whole gypsy moth. Uh, craziness oh, that's that. going right now. Uh, we don't have caterpillars, those. the caterpillars that drop down and then oh, they yeah. come oh. knots, which are a, like last summer. It was just insane in our backyard because we've got two maple trees and, and we didn't know that it was a big thing. So this year I tried to be, you know, uh, preemptive and like scrape out all like there's a there's a process to, to getting rid of like the little cocoons that are there because they can still make stuff and you have to dump them into soap. And it was just a big production so the last couple of days i've been out with like a broom sweeping off the trees and like i've been on like a caterpillar massacre just like hundreds into a bucket of soapy water it's disgusting can Can you eat them or anything
0: is there any (laughs) any
1: good for anything
2: (laughs) you know they make it sound so good in the book you know the hungry little caterpillar you know and i'm looking up at my trees and you can see because they eat through the leaves so all the leaves have these holes in them and and (sighs) you know It's not, no, it's not a fun kid's story. It's a big pain in my ass. So, but (sighs) anyway.
1: We only have like, gypsies.
3: We only have gypsies out here, not the moths. Not, not the moths the gypsies. No, they all, they all just come out here
2: and hang out. I just, I think Thanks. of, I don't know. Do you guys ever watch SCTV growing up at all? Oh, geez, yeah. Of
0: course, all there,
2: there was some sketch that they used to do when you say gypsies. It was, uh, it was like uh, an SCTV or a, or a variety show in some European country, and everything was like ah, gypsy. And I just remember John Candy used to do that. The, the, gypsies Mm -hmm.
3: anyway so that's uh well borat's uh, all about that right he's all about yeah yeah. yeah. (laughs) all right gentlemen we're gonna go top five lists we got a whole bunch of kind of subjects to cover uh want to cover a whole bunch of areas so um that being pop culture that it is we're gonna try to cover all the things on the list that we generally talk about on this show um so let's go Let's kick it off with a bang with on the comic book side because uh, Machete's got a list kicking around. Let's go with our top five comic book, and we're not talking movies. We're talking comic book characters uh, of yeah. all time uh, through your youth growing up and what you've uh, you know kind of grown accustomed to. We are going to start with JJ. Get
0: her going, buddy. Oh wow! Uh, so um, uh, in no particular order, I would have to go with Magneto nice um uh, i just find him just to be such a compelling character i mean he's he's uh you know the villain but I, he puts up some good arguments a lot of the time so I, he's he's compelling in that way to me it's like yeah i'd be I'd, I'd be part of the brother i think i'd be part of the brotherhood if i was in that universe because he's just mm. and he's just so powerful and he's he's you know as far as the movies are concerned he definitely has a you know a heart and I don't know. i like the I like the way he's he's evolved. I don't know if you guys remember the old X Men cartoons. I remember there's mm-hmm. one episode where he's robbing a bank. He's like <laughs> <laughs> he's like he's escaping he's, in a car. Yeah, totally. But he's he's also <laughs> he's picking up the, the the money and he's explaining that this money isn't coins; it's paper that's why I'm lifting it, but he's explaining that through the cartoon and to see that I was like my first introduction of Magneto and then being, now Michael Fassbender's uh, uh, portrayal of him has just been fantastic. So uh, Magneto, next uh would be batman on do you just want me to scroll through or do you want yeah. an explanation of each one?
3: Oh no go take detail. detail. you got it we got to fill three hours so oh shoot okay <laughs> uh
0: batman is is also he's just so complex um so obviously i love him and his por- the portrayal of him in, in movies has been amazing uh you can't say batman without saying joker heads up you can't uh mm-hmm. so i, I mean there. are they're synonymous with each other that the relationship is uh, is super important so Joker that's three um Deadpool um which I I didn't get into until late it was like the the 2010s when I got into Deadpool a friend of mine was like you gotta check out Deadpool um and I just I just just is breaking the fourth wall third wall hmm fourth third fourth I was more uh, confused wall. with that fourth wall. man fourth it's wall. breaking. I just, I just love that. I I love, I love that. Like for me, uh, his character was the first character where actual comedy kind of resonated through the page. You know, other other comic books, I saw. You know, I in my mind, I'd give a courtesy laugh. I'd be like, I see where they're going with that. (laughs) But Deadpool literally made me laugh out loud. Uh, And then uh, finally, and I, I put her at number one. X twenty three. I love her, I think she's awesome I've been following her since the NYX since her in, inception in NYX mm-hmm. and uh, again, very compelling character I like the dark past I like that uh, it. she's a young character and so there's plenty of potential in the future for her I hope they, they kind of incorporate her into the Marvel Universe once X-Men incorporates itself into the Marvel Universe uh, yeah, there you go too much? Did I go on too long there? That's great. No, not at no, at no no That's great. That's
1: great no. You,
2: I'm glad you went on because I I almost have to like take a pass on oh yeah comic books because I really wasn't a comic book kid like I'm I'm embarrassed if like I was cleaning out the back and I have like tubs and tubs of old magazines like mm. I have a ton of pro wrestling magazines that date back many many years I've got skateboarding magazines when it comes to comics. I have an entire trunk, and this is embarrassing to say, an entire trunk of like Richie Rich comics.
3: <laughs> but you can say comic book characters. You can say comic book characters. We've talked about the MCU and sort of this world yeah, enough. So yeah. if you have a short list five, we'll just go to you, Mike. Now, just because you're there, let's. If you have a
2: short list five that you really, really like, go with that. See, and, and again, like I really, I feel, I feel. Stupid that I didn't read a lot of comic books. Um, I've got um, I've got a, a Dark Knight comic, or it was it was the Batman, the death of uh, the death of Robin? Batman, death and the family,
3: death, death, death and the family. family. That's, a, that's, I, that, that's
2: that's when I sort of you know I started to like oh get back kind of into comic books. Yeah, I but that that's about all I have from like legit. I had like GI Joe comics and right. Star Wars comics. Like I was I was not an X Men guy. I was not an amazing. Spider-Man. I think I have an issue of Power Man and Iron Fist somewhere that's like ratty at the bottom of a box. So
0: co- there's three. <laughs> yeah. You got three. <laughs> and, and my, my
2: comic book, uh, my comic book sort of uh, revelations, again came through came through the movies and like you know the DC films and and then uh, the Marvel stuff. So and and when it comes to the Marvel universe, I mean. It, Non comic book characters that are in the Marvel universe, eh, name them all off. I'm I'm a big fan of them, so yeah, I got I got to pass on the comic book top fives because I'm I'm the loser non comic book guy. So, Chris Machetti, oh, you said it? Okay, so, so I'm not hot.
4: gonna I'm not gonna do top five comic book uh, favorites because that's um, a very easy question for a guy like me, right? So instead, <laughs> I'm gonna do my top five non Marvel DC uh characters heroes oh with a Throttle. twist wow yes. okay i'll twist it man here we go so we'll twist so my, number five is captain canuck and that's from originally from calmly Comics. Yes. that is that is a homegrown hero right there my friends i did a little linking for for the company um back in the 90s i think to cover, which was uh i was honored to do i was honored his, to do brother, um, really cool. his brother
3: chris is a good friend of mine out here in
1: vancouver
4: I've yeah, met him and yeah, uh, I've I got, met uh, and Richard and, and to a uh, uh, heads up to my friends in Ingersoll um if you when thing lockdowns over you may see the owner Richard buying groceries in Ingersoll uh, <laughs> say I'm not you may see him around there so he's so a you, rad dude
2: you seriously inked a cover of Captain Canuck
4: yes yes oh dude no I some uh, some of spider-man and some uh,
1: what
4: Okay. Uh, some Justice League. Yeah, I got the... I, I got to put the originals on online there. I did some yeah, Bart man. Sears that was really, really so cool. I a Spider-Man puzzle. When I was in the Jersey school, there was a lot of... Because uh, it was run by uh, comic book artists, Joe Cuber, man. All his sons, right? They're all work in the comic book industry and have so there's a lot of little jobs that came through there um all my teachers were working in the industry they all were artists i was buying comic books and was like oh there's one of my teachers um the hildebrands man i I got taught uh, i had a couple sessions with the hildebrands who did the star wars poster that iconic painting star wars poster yeah man um and it was funny because i really wasn't into star wars at that time in my life which is funny to say like i was into it but not like um, for some reason, I was a little off of Star Wars for that point. But, yeah, the Hildebrand brothers taught there and everything. So there was a lot of little jobs that leaked through um, that we could do. And it, it was a great school. So that's how I learned how to draw comics was by just being overwhelmed with drawing them and, and actually doing some work before Amazing. I was a legitimate artist. So, yeah, I got a lot. Dude, I have lots of comic book pages that are probably worth some cash that are pretty red. But anyway, that's so awesome. Captain Canuck is number five. Um, and uh, that's um, you can buy you can buy that it's still out. You can still available, you can buy that, it's still going around. Um, Okay, so that's Calmly Comics. Um, Number four is from Image Comics, and it's by one of my favorite artists, Todd McFarlane, and it's a comic called Spawn. And uh, Todd McFarlane's a historic artist. He's just like, he's the Todd father, he's the one that basically gave comic artists their rights. full rights um, to a company. So if you're an artist for Image, you own your product. It's not like Marvel where, you know, it's it's kind of like, you know, Marvel is similar, becoming similar to the WWE, whereas the WWE makes superstars. Um, Marvel's becoming the same way. You cannot submit work to Marvel. They will find you. So mm. that kind of sucks, right? You know what I well, mean? Wow. Um, I think it sucks for they're, you. They're the only ones. That, oh, I, I don't want to work for Marvel, dude. Are you kidding me? Honestly, I really don't want to work for somebody that heavy-handed. Um, and that's this, a lot of the style this is sad, but a lot of the Marvel's comic style are done fully on computers and they're too human looking. I miss the Jack Kirby style with the huge ink lines. And that's what I'm bringing back. That's kind of my thing is going against the way Marvel comics are now. So over computerized. So, uh, you know, really human looking like these, I like the old exaggerated pose that Kirby used to do and Todd McFarlane. It's like a human can't bend that way. No, but it's comic book, man. It looks really cool. So yeah, I'm trying to bring that back. Um, that's what I'm doing. Right. Um, so Todd McFarlane kind of started breaking those barriers again back in the '90s, and he created Spawn. Spawn was the first hero that he brought out of Marvel, and again, all it's funny because the same with me. All these guys they created their characters back when that they're using back when they were teenagers. Same with Rob Liefeld. With uh, uh, who else? There was a whole bunch of them there. Jim Lee was using characters in this Image company that uh, he created back when he was a kid. So Spawn was was the first one that Todd McFarlane, one of my one of my idols, created. So my number four non Marvel DC hero is Spawn. Uh, number three, another one from Image Comics, and this one is going to come out of left field, because I bet you're not going to guess this one. Uh, Frank Grimes from The Walking Dead. What a hero that guy is. Okay, this is comic book Frank Grimes, okay? Um, which is very similar to the TV Frank Grimes, except for the ending. Man, they screwed up the ending in that. They should have. Oh, that's another one I could go on and on about, right? Like, the uh, as soon as Carl died, uh, I was like, what are you guys doing? They just, they, they uh, oh. Carl anyway, De- ca- sorry, Carl,
1: Carl Dead
3: died.
4: Film. Carl died. Um, Long time ago, man, like I, years ago. Coral. Coral, Coral died. Anyway, oh. Frank Grimes in the comic book. Like, what a guy, man. He basically um, tries to restart civilization. Frank Grimes is great. Now, my wife's trying to say something to me. What are you trying to say to me? Rick Grimes. Rick Grimes. Sorry, what am I saying? Frank Grimes? He's, what, he's somebody, Frank Grimes. He, I'm sorry, Rick Grimes.
2: Wasn't Frank Grimes Punisher? No, what was Frank, no, Frank Grimes? Frank
4: Grimes is in The Simpsons. Simpsons.
2: Okay, <laughs> that's what
4: it is. That, that makes it even
0: funnier, though. Okay, Rick Grimes. I just watched the Simpsons episode. Sorry. Okay, so is, Rick Grimes. Isn't Frank Grimes from the Simpsons? Isn't he the guy that he's the real keener and he forces, Homer forces him to kill himself at the end?
1: That's grimy. Yeah, grimy. grimy. Grimy.
0: Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Dude, that's it. i was just watching that episode. I even wrote it down as Frank Grimes.
4: Oh, that's funny. You guys must have been going, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Frank? Okay, so sorry, guys. Number three is, is not Frank Grimes, who is a great Simpsons character. But Rick Grimes. Got that's it. That's why Lonnie's with me on the side here on the couch. Okay. So, what a great character. Number two from Eagle Comics is Judge Dredd. The whole Judge Dredd world is great. Ah, and I got to tell good. you that the latest movie, Dread, is really good. Have you guys seen, has is any it? of you guys seen Dredd? Yeah. Well,
3: yeah. That's it's a good great. movie, man. I haven't seen it, but no. The, it's
0: the, not, the, the, go ahead, it's not, the Stalo- it's not the Stallone one, that's for sure. No. <laughs> no. They remember that weird. at all? Am I dating
1: myself?
0: Yeah, and uh, yeah, they had the whole brother
4: thing in there, it was weird. But the, the newer movie, Dread, is fantastic, and he never yeah. shows his face, which is great. Um, was it Kyle Urban Irving that does it or Urban? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was a fantastic job. And the videography in that is, is, is really good. They're taking this drug that slows everything down, but the comic book, Judge Dread, the world that they've created in and the early art was just ah, oh, the details. So, uh, Judge Dread is number two. Um and don't forget Frank Grimes there at number three. That's awesome. You, oh, we needed a picture up Okay. Number one, and it's a group. It, it's like a, a, a group. What a non non-marvel non-DC. Who do you guys think it is?
0: Non-Marvel, Marvel
3: non DC, and it's, I'm gonna go it's with group. Skeletron. I'm going with Machete Oh Congress. no, it's a no no, no, no. Oh, no no. I,
4: I didn't want to do that. You um, know what? you can't do that. I couldn't do that. Marvel, non and it's not a, it's not one person, it's a group.
2: Uh, oh, it's a group. Would this help? Uh, dun,
4: dun, dun, the boys? Ninja Turtles? Yeah, Teenage Mutant oh, Ninja, Ninja Turtles. turtles! Oh, okay. Dude, they're yeah, amazing. Yeah, okay. The turtles are great. And the comic book, the original comic book was black and white. It was gritty. It was like yeah, I have that. ripping That's heads great. off and stuff, man. That's the art that I like. That's what I want to get back to. Is that real gritty kind of
3: full ink style? That was the first time I saw that. Yeah, saw that. I knew I I
4: was going to blow your guys' minds with that new one with with Ninja Turtles. But oh yeah,
3: Ninja Turtles, and they're still
4: going. Jim Lee bought them out. They're still going, man. Like still going strong. So there are my top five non-Marvel,
3: non-DC heroes. Hey, we got somebody that's uh, we're adding another window for a second. We got someone that's okay. crashing us with a, oh, with a top five. Uh-huh. Yeah, we got the Mr. Blundell's gonna hang out. Hey, and uh, as soon as I he's got top him five here. strains of uh, top five of, strains of cannabis of- season. Oh, no, apparently he's only up in the I don't know what he's doing there. I can't see anything. I don't know.
4: We're gonna see it. it's gonna be like a cigarette lit. It's like there's a sniper Anyways,
3: on him, it's like a sniper <laughs> on him. You know, I don't know what's going on with your camera. You got to sign back in, buddy. Something's going on Signs with your camera. All right. Anyways. I don't know what's going on there, but yeah, we can't see you. There we go. All right, he says. All right, all right. I'm gonna go out. Uh, For me, I'm going. uh, I'm going Batman. I like the. I just like the the detective side, the everyman side. Has a pile of money, able to you know he's the world's greatest detective. I always a massive fan. Of course, you know where I stand on the the universe's uh, Superman. I uh, was always fascinated with that. I loved the first Superman movie when I was growing up. That was just like, wow, look at this. You know, I
0: just this, introduced this my kids to it. They're, nice. they're all about oh,
2: it. Oh, very cool.
0: Yeah, I, it was I really, really at cool. I uh, at the Richard Pryor part three one, but one mm. the or two they love. Um, I loved
3: Iron Man. Um, obviously, uh, I'm a big Iron Man fan when it comes to that. Um, I'm going Joker with JJ and um, Wolverine for me. I really love the the Logan story and, and again you'll see in the theme here, it's almost like everyone's like an every every man, like there's not a lot of there's not a lot of uh supernaturalness other than Superman there. So Deaner, yeah. we got Dean Blundell on uh, on here for a top How five. Are you? How you doing, buddy? Welcome.
1: What's up, nerds?
3: Hey, buddy. <laughs> Ogre. What's, What's up, You fucking nerds. Yeah, he likes to go. Dean likes to go HD for his show, but for this, he just fucking like, sends a <laughs> uh, sends a raven. Come in. How are you, buddy? What's happening?
5: Oh, dude. What am I not HD? What, 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 you're like, you're fine now. I, you're I, feel fine like, now. I, look, I feel like I look awesome.
3: Yeah, well, you look pretty rested for ten o'clock at night or whatever the hell nice. time it is over there. Nine twenty-five. You've anyway, been up James. since four a.m. blogging. So, anyways, we've covered off. We're doing top fives. You don't need to stick around the whole thing. You can stick around the whole thing. It doesn't matter. But we're doing top fives of everything. Uh, we just I've did. Been watching.
5: I've been watching. Yeah. Well, thank
3: you. Thank you so much, Dean Blundell, nice. for watching this little show on your network. I enjoy
5: it. I like watching you guys nerd out. I, I learned some stuff. Right.
3: So. Have you learned anything yet today?
5: Yeah, I've learned that you guys like different characters, like, uh, <laughs> characters, which is weird. Like, you like, uh, the guys that don't have all like super strength, or uh, just fucking
3: tuned know. in four minutes ago. That's what you like. Uh, no. <laughs> no. No. All right, so listen, where do you stand on your top five action or top five comic book characters? What do you like off the top of your head? Stuff top that's like,
1: under-
5: scene? um, because of um, Avengers, uh, I've really over the past like 10 years. Uh, I'd say my top five, I didn't really have a top five comic book character list. I would say Iron Man's gotta be number one just cause he's a salty prick. I love it. <laughs> I love when, when he goes into the bar and he says, give me a scotch. I'm starving. <laughs> 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 I just love Robert Downey Jr. Um, didn't like Chris Evans, love black Panther. Um, I would say, you know, is Superman a gimme for a white dude? Like is it, does every white guy at this, in this thing said Superman already?
3: Nope. No, cause I mean, I'm the only I mean, DC I mean, guy on the panel. So everyone... oh, you're the
5: only DC guy on the panel. You're your only, do we I'm have the... universes too? Is that what we're doing here?
3: We're just doing top five. Your favorite. Oh, top five. Top five. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Top five. I, I'm going to have to go Iron Man. I'm going to have to go Black Panther. I thought Black Panther was just the coolest fucking guy on the planet. Um, and I'm going to have to go Superman. And then I, I, I think I'm going to have to go the Hulk. Um, love the Hulk. Absolutely. Love the Hulk. And I fucking hate Batman, especially Ben Affleck's Batman.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we haven't seen Robert Pattinson's Batman yet. And that could really shit the bed too. How are they so. going to do
5: that? Mike, like, how are they going to have two, two fucking way different Batmans at the exact same time?
2: It's ridiculous I mean, you think about it We had George Clooney as a Batman We had Val Kilmer as a Batman Robert Pattinson and Ben Affleck in the same universe eh, I guess I don't know
5: Like uh, we should get going to Christopher Reeve's kids To reprise the role of Batman Or sorry, Superman At the same time that uh, Hank Caviezel's doing the other uh, Batman The other Superman <laughs> Like it's the same thing, right? Like, yeah, get, it yeah. Does, that's what that's what doesn't make sense. Like they get overactive or overexcited to put out a series or a bunch of movies or a different movie, and then they're like, ah, but we've got another Batman movie coming out at the same fucking time. I'm like, really?
2: <laughs> well, and then, and now I don't know if there's any legitimacy to the rumors, but there was talk, and he's been a little coy about it. Is that Michael B. Jordan is going to be reprising Superman in another? Reboot well, uh, have there. you
3: guys watched? Okay, mm-hmm. so have you watched um, Superman and Lois, which I highly recommend? F- unbe- like fantastic series. The one with Dean. Really good- oh wait, no. no, the new one. But um, they've ju- they've re- they've introduced uh, they've introduced Captain Luther, who and uh, over the next couple of uh, episodes is going to become Steel, which is the oh, which is going to become Steel, which is, hasn't been portrayed in a in a in a movie yeah. since Shaq. So, mm-hmm. so yes, yeah. uh, Michael B. Jordan might end up being steel. Oh, I think was, They might end up okay. going down that road with that. So, okay, okay so we're going to move on. Chris, uh, nice. uh, good on comics. Do you have anything to add to the comic side of things? We're going to move on to concerts next. Oh, well, I was just going to say, yeah, I was just
4: going to say Marvel characters that need a movie, but uh, that can go with yeah, movies go as it. well, buddy.
3: You sure? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, Marvel characters that need a movie. Go. Yep, your mic cut out. You hit your thing. You hit your thing. Yeah.
5: Gotta yeah, turn your mic back on there, kid.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just the mic on the these things. Do you notice these things, Dean? These these MixFi headphones like to shut your show down every now and again.
5: <laughs> just, um, that I, or I, like he didn't charge his headphones, right? Because they need to get charged. They're those kinds of headphones where you got to charge them. So it's one of those things. Yeah. But yeah, but you
3: yeah. can still you can still listen to them from there, so
5: yeah, he, you'll yeah. be able to hear us. He's done something, hasn't he? You know what I love about Machete, though, is he doesn't look like an old man trying to figure out who stole his phone. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Can you hear us, Chris? <laughs> No, Chris can't hear us. He's,
2: <laughs> He's gone. They're going to come back he in.
5: He didn't look like an old guy trying to find his next face
1: at
2: That's like me trying to, to describe to my mom how to open up an app on the uh, on yeah. her iPad. But she's got the FaceTime, and it's that, okay, so I'm – now, where where am I? I'm, I'm okay. Okay. <laughs> True story. So the other day um, I I was at my folks and and they hadn't seen my son in a while and he's grown his hair out. So I'm like, oh, and send me send me some video of you with your hair so that Omanopa can see you. So he did this short little video. It was really cute. My mom gets it on her phone and she's watching it. And she starts talking back to it because she thinks it's a FaceTime, and I'm trying. I'm crying. She's, like, she's like, "Hey, Oma, it's, it's Owen. Look at my hair." And she's like, "Oh, it looks so nice. It looks..." So-. And I'm like, "Mom, it's a video."
0: <laughs> yeah, she's awesome. While, while we while we're bashing geriatrics, have you guys ever seen those videos of geriatric folks? With the uh, VR glasses on and their reactions to things like roller coasters, no, it's hilarious because they cognitively they their their body reacts like they're actually doing it, <laughs> <laughs> like ah! <laughs> and the <they're> and <laughs> It's oh God, love them. It's. It's hilarious and really, really sad at the same time.
5: You know, like, the cerebellum of an 85-year-old with those glasses on, those goggles, like, has yeah. no concept of what's going on either. So it's like, it, it creates vertigo for whatever's left of their life. <laughs> 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 I saw this one where this woman put it on and there was a shark that swam by her. She's like oh. an older lady and she literally went stiff as a board rigid and pissed her pants. Yeah. <laughs> one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my <laughs> <their> life. <laughs>
3: Chris is still oh, figuring but, out his thing. So let's move on to, uh, we're going to move on to, uh, let's go concerts while everyone's here. Uh, yeah. Dean, are you love music. <laughs> Dean, you love, you love concerts. You've done a, a bunch of them. Uh, Dean, let's start with you on your favorite concerts of, uh, of all time that you've gone Tool.
5: to. Tool would be easily the best concert I've ever been to. I've probably seen them about 15 times. Um, wow second best concert I've ever been to was James Taylor with the Detroit Symphony Orchestra Uh, that was like maybe one of the greatest fucking nights of my life because I love James Taylor and I love different music and uh, Mm -hmm. listening to an orchestra perform at JT was incredible uh, I'm going to have to say the watchman, probably one of the best live shows I've seen in a long time. And I know you guys are going to make fun of me, but I love the band and they're my friends and I think they're fucking,
2: uh, uh yeah, no friends, complaints over on this guy right here. Daniel Greaves. Daniel, Daniel Greaves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we just had, we just had, uh, we just Ken had, was uh, on. Ken was on a couple of weeks ago. So
1: Kenny Tiz, Kenny,
5: Kenny Tiz?
3: Tiz, he was here. I thought you said you watched the show, Dean. Anyways, go Um, on, keep going.
5: I did. I did. You were interviewing him and he, he, great interview. And then you busted into a song, but it was like a cover song. And I can't remember the name of the cover song, but it was fucking awesome.
3: It was called tits McGee.
5: No, it (laughs) wasn't. It's my name on here. Um, I would, and I would say last, the last concert I, uh, oh, Jesus, there's so many Foo Fighters, Foo Fighters at Lee's Palace was, uh, unregrettable. Lee's Palace? Yeah. Jeez. Foo's at Lee's Palace was cool. It was like a hundred people in there going nuts. Everybody was wasted. Coincidentally, so was I, because I used to drink back
3: then. <laughs>
0: but yeah, top five for sure.
3: Top five for you. Uh, gonna go JJ. How you got, buddy?
0: Uh, Foo Fighters are on my list. I saw them at the ACC and Getty Lee and uh, Alex Lifeson came out. It's amazing. And they did YYZ. It's like, holy shit. Uh, that was unexpected. Uh, Prophets of Rage. Mm. It was a great show. And uh, uh, Dave Grohl came out <laughs> at the end. And, uh, right and, did a couple, and did a couple songs. That was amazing too. Uh, I saw Kiss check in Vancouver one, two, for my one. 40th birthday. Oh, we I okay. got you, Chris. Okay, sorry. Kiss in
5: Vancouver uh, for your
0: fortieth. Kiss in Vancouver for my fortieth, which was amazing. Um, I was out there just visiting my friend, and he's like, "Yeah, I got tickets take us to a show." He didn't tell me who it was going to be. You like, and kiss. then I—I I mean, yeah, I mean, growing up, I grew up in a. Catholic household, and I had kiss cards. Sorry. <laughs> my my mom found them, and she's like, "Get these satanic things out of the house." <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I liked them because I wasn't allowed to like them.
5: Um, oh, that's why you like them because you are not because. I mean, I, they're I, they're I liked
0: cool. I like you know you know all the party rock and roll all night party every day and licking up and all the all the all the big ones. But it was a great show. Um, and uh, and I got I got the point out from Gene Simmons because I think I was like. Probably the only person of color in the front row. I was and, just going to ask that um, yeah.
5: I was just going to ask you that question there, JJ, if you don't mind. Yeah. Were you the only yeah. black person at the Kiss show?
0: That I could see, yes. There are a lot of people in makeup, so I can't, you know, about <laughs> maybe they were black and I guess
5: so. Eh? Like that's kind of the one, the one great thing about those Kiss shows is like everybody could wear makeup and everybody's the same and nobody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the point.
0: I can say I went to uh, Hootie and the, this isn't they're, they're not on my list, but I am a Hootie and the Blowfish fan. I am. Uh, And I went to their show. It was one of the last shows I saw before everything happened that that summer of 2019. And uh, I was like me and Hootie and another guy and that was it. For people of color. That is for sure. Uh, and
3: also the only three people in the in the, in the arena.
0: Oh, it was <laughs> packed. It was, it was on the lawn at uh amphitheater. It was packed. I couldn't believe you it. And me, we come from uh, And then my my number five on the list is that five? One, two, three, four. I only have four. But uh Hard Knock Life Tour back in uh, nineteen ninety-eight was uh uh Jay-Z, Redman, Method Man, DMX. Uh, and met them all backstage, and then I was waiting in the elevator, and Lenny Kravitz came and stood beside me, and we had a quick little chat. It was fucking amazing. It was nice. one of the highlights of my radio career was going to that concert. It was just fucking... We, just did, a cool kiss.
3: we did a whole Kiss thing last week. We had uh, Todd, hmm. Kearns, Todd Kearns and uh, Brent Fitz on. Brent's playing with Gene Simmons right now, as well as Slash. Todd's playing with Slash <laughs> and Bruce Kulick and Tuke, so they had a, a whole thing about about it, it was quite. quite oh, the the get, kiss, they're getting quite us the kiss on the show. the Kiss uh, Cruise there,
4: Brent. We're the Kiss our, Cruise, that's right. We're going to the Kiss Cruise on the road already, and they're going to send me out there, and I'm going to do an online remote from uh, the Kiss Cruise. Wow! wow. So oh, so is,
5: that, is that Machete? Is that Machete? Yes, yeah, he's back. back. Machete's he find, back. Did he find his Ben Gay? Yeah. <laughs> 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 I can move better
4: now. All it took was one flat, flat joint.
5: <laughs> machete. All I saw. All I saw was you looking like this.
4: <laughs> wait for I was looking around for I'm, I'm trying to see yeah, on, yeah. under my glasses too now right I'm like what's going on over here yeah, yeah. it's funny because I'm squinting all the time and so I'm all, every time I do these shows I'm just like hey man what's up what's up I just I can't see <laughs> now I can see better with the glasses on it's much better
3: we're going uh, uh, concert wise I'll go because I got a couple here uh, we're going to go CNE and uh, and 88 Metallica Aerosmith Black Rose and Warrant Wow. That was my first concert know. ever. Uh, yeah. And I was silly me. I was there to see Warrant and Aerosmith because <laughs> I was like, Oh, the Metallica is really heavy. What it I? I was like, uh, 18, I was only 12. So I was like, all right. And it's this odd smell in the air. And then 50,000 people at the end think, die, die. And I'm like, Oh, Oh, Metallica. They're all here to see Metallica because Warren got booed blew, off the stage. It was the first oh, uh, it was the first geez. Black Crows show in Toronto, which was awesome. Oh, and uh and it was a whole thing. So that was that the was first a- concert I gotta I gotta give props to that. Plus, when you hear the stories about what was happening backstage in that show now, like Sebastian back was that back there, all of Motley Crue were back there. <laughs> it was like Okay, um, so that was a thing. Um, I got to go. Pantera in uh, in Peterborough, Ontario, Canada. Wow, because that was just they were opening for Skid Row and absolutely uh, destroyed them with a strobe light. And a guitar, um, that was pretty crazy. Uh, four shows with Prince counted as one at the Vogue Theater in Vancouver. Okay. I did the I did the last four shows for Prince in Vancouver, and then about- oh my god, yeah, wow, I, I did, awesome. and uh, it was an unbelievable.
5: One of the and- things of the last couple of days, everybody was celebrating is what would have been his 63rd birthday, and they send around those little clips, like that one of him doing "Cream" acoustically. And by the way, I know what that song means. <laughs> <laughs> um, but of him doing the show acoustically and and how he worked with the with the with the crowd which you never really saw and i never saw him live i wished i would have but um i forget how unbelievably talented that dude was in every capacity like that must our, have been incredible
3: our friend doug fury from the show that comes on the show uh, refers to him as second coming of hendrix says he's just unbelievable, just like un, unbelievable, and it was unbelievable. It was like I've never seen anything like it, and I'd heard the stories, I'd heard the stories of um either either how difficult he was or whatever, but it was I not I never no he was fantastic. He
5: was nice to you. He
3: was he was great, and he had and Mike and I told this story a couple of weeks ago, but he had, you know, he's got an all girl band at the time. Yeah. Uh, a girl, one of the main his guitar player Donna's from Toronto, and um. And I'll get to that point as, in a minute, but she joined Pearl Jam on stage and uh, it was, um, you know, just coming off the Prince shows and then an into that was something else. Mm. Um, okay. So I got to go, uh, this is tough for me to put in like fourth, but my first, uh, well, Pearl Jam and uh, at the Air Canada center at the time. So for me, that was two nights. I think Mike was there. That was, we just met uh, through that process. I think
2: Mike's frozen. Yeah, the second, on. You still- oh,
3: oh, yeah. yeah. So that was a big one for me. That was like my, big arena coming back to town to my hometown arena was one of my favorite bands and we got neil young there and woody harrelson and all my buddies so that was a big moment for me um yeah and then an interesting sort of side note from the because i get you know i love the canadian stuff um i'm mother earth in the round in barry ontario that's going to be an odd choice i know but it was off the uh the Quicksilver Meet Dream record and they played in Barry at Georgian College and put all the fans in a round and they filmed the whole thing and played for like three and a half hours so for me as a Mother Earth fan I was like oh, this is it was unbelievable so was there we go Edwin, was Edwin still in the band then? no Brian was in the band but it was yeah. so it was, it, was a, it, was a, it was a big one Uh Chris uh let's go Chris hey I'm here yes let's just stay <laughs> <feel Hey>. still <laughs> stay still and don't move whatever hey. you do Whatever okay. you do, don't it's move. The, all right. Yeah, the inputs here. I, top five went. concerts. Go.
4: Okay. So uh oh, there's so many. Okay, so Goldfinger side stage. Uh Goldfinger's like one of my favorite bands of all time. I love Goldfinger. Um we opened for them and then it was at a stadium in Ottawa there. Yep. Um, so anyway, I got I got to stand right side stage and watch Goldfinger. And I loved that. And I watched Darren um put a banana up his butt, and then some guy come up <laughs> took a bite out of it. Uh, Are you serious? Yeah, you that was Darren's gig back then, man. He used to, I, he used to do that all the time. He used to put it, put a banana in his butt, yeah, and then yeah. somebody from the crowd would come up and take a bite out of it, and then stage
5: dive out. Not yeah. this guy, not this guy, but no, somebody do you because I've I've seen Darren naked, and uh, there's a lot of hair in there. There's a lot of hair there. <laughs> He's a, he
4: he is uh, a very very talented
5: entertainer. <laughs> Let's say that one of the very best. Talented, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, you, well, you haven't had a chance to podcast with him. We'll get him on the show sometime. He'd love that.
4: Now, yeah, we he did have him on briefly for the uh, Salads one because he was he's a member of the Salads as well. well right. I'd love to have him on for more of a chat. That'd be great. That would be great. He was driving so, in a car, busting everyone's balls. It was great. That was so funny, man. <laughs> that was good. Okay, so number... Oh, so, and then after that, uh, Weezer, remember that show you got us on to, Brent? Um, we got to, they redid the Blue album, and I got to watch Right Side Stage. Um, it was great, but it was very weird because... Uh, Musicians are strange folk and uh, Rivers and the band were in a bad mood. Didn't want to talk to anybody so much so that before he went on, he just had his back to everybody and was facing a trailer. Like I'm talking huge beard going on, just facing a trailer. And we weren't supposed, we were not allowed to take photos. We weren't allowed to like video. Some guys were getting really mad. We came backstage and we'd just leave. Um, So we just stood there and took it in and it was great. So I was just like, three feet away from this huge show and was Weezer and they redid the blue album. Love the blue album. Uh, After that, Van Halen, I saw Van Halen 5150 tour. This was the first one with Sammy, but this, this was the experience, man. BTO, BTO opened CNE stadium. We're on the floor and I'm just, just, just young enough to get dropped off at concerts with my buddies. Right. Oh man. We smoked so much weed. We
1: (laughs) we, we smuggled
4: in booze. And then it was, was the was like, what we did is we got everything into us. We could during BTO. And then when Van Halen hit the floor, hit the stage, we jetted because you know when you're young and back when you're on the floor, it was like ah, oh, Lord of the Flies. You wanted to get to the front, and I'm uh, mm. a shorter guy, man. It was a battle, and finally, you know, I, I had my hand on the bar and I pulled myself. I got myself right up there, and I was right in front of Eddie Van Halen. My buddy was beside me. Um, he got hit in the chest with a pick and he didn't notice it. And everybody was like freaking out and grabbing it. But, oh man, I got out of there and it was blood, sweat and tears. I, I fought for the front and it was great. It was, it was just the experience more than the show. Cause man, awesome. all I could see was basically at his feet right in front of me. Right. <laughs> I didn't know what I was into. I got up front and I couldn't see anything but feet. It was nuts, you know, and I, but, but the experience was sensational. Um, I'm only going to do four here, but number one was kiss 1979. Cause I was like seven years old and just like as kiss, it was dynasty tour and it changed yeah. my life. You know, it was, uh, it was amazing. I was at Maple Leaf Gardens. I saw a lot of great stuff at Maple Leaf Gardens, including hockey games with my parents. Um, cheers to them, because they took me to see some really rad stuff. I grew up going to the Maple Leaf Gardens, actually. I, that was one place where I always felt at home, even as a little little guy, man, and I knew my way out because I knew where our seats were all the time for the Leaf games because my dad got tickets with a bunch of buddies. They used to do that back in the '80s, right? A bunch of bunch of dads would pitch in on season tickets, so yeah. we had some that we could go to for what you know, with him him and ten other hockey dads from our hockey team, right? But I always knew my way around Maple Leaf Gardens, and then when I got older and I went to concerts, there, it was the exact same thing, man. I was I felt so at home there. Whenever I see the old pictures of the front of Maple Leaf Gardens, man, I just like yes, it more means rock and roll and then hockey to me than anything. I love it. It's great. So there we go
5: there's my there's my four excellent I just, I like to squeeze like uh, jay-z sorry jay-z and kanye in and the hip at, at the key to bala i'd like to squeeze those into sorry the hip at the key nice. to bala would have been
3: something yeah, uh, yeah that would have been that would have been something and i thought did anyone? i'm obviously watch the genos but uh what a great job feist did this weekend she sang with the fellas yeah. i thought she did a great job yeah i thought she did a great job yeah you didn't yeah. see that That's good. i didn't see it I she did you know, I
5: saw the highlights of it. I, I, I didn't.
3: I, I, well, I, and I'm listen. I'm not a massive well, hip fan, but, I I, but she's she was great. To
5: that point where they're like, you know, we gotta, we we we, we need to champion um, the fact that uh, there's a female lead who's filling in for Gord, who passed away, right? Like the, you know, what it said and in and the moment and stuff like that and it wasn't that like, I thought it was beautiful. I thought it was great. I thought it was cool. It was great to see the guys up there again. I love the song choice for her anyway. And the kind of voice that she has, I'm just not a feist guy. You know what I mean? Like I just gotcha. I was never into feist, but it was, it was interesting. It was sort of haunting a little bit. It was a little, it was, yeah,
2: weird.
3: Well, I it
5: was weird.
2: I agree. Mike. Top five. Uh, this was a challenge. Uh, so I've got a couple of honorable mentions before we get into the top five. Uh, honorable mention, uh, Motley crew, New York Dolls, and Poison in Vegas. Um, my wow. wife, uh, got me a birthday present and we went to Vegas and saw that. that was, that was fucking insane. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, did, sorry, also,
3: did, Vince, did, did Vince sound like this to him? My Vince is the James Brown of fat and white guys,
2: right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he on the hair. He, he wasn't, he wasn't that, good. actually. But yeah, it was my, it was my first yeah. crew show. Uh, uh, and uh, to see Tommy Lee do his thing with the with the rotating uh, drum kit, that was that was pretty awesome. So plus it was Vegas uh, out at the Red Rock uh, Casino, mm-hmm. and just a uh, like the the backdrop because you're outside where that concert is, and it's just it was really really cool. Um, also, uh, Counting Crows in Waterloo at Lulu's back in the in the heydays of their uh, their stick. small crowd. Uh, it was, it was pretty wild. Um, and then uh, the top five Pearl jam in Atlanta at the Midtown music festival. And that was, uh, that was one of the years that, um, I went with my buddy Adam and his, his, Uh, soon-to-be wife Beth at the time and and my wife Carolyn came too and we got to uh, the first night the Foo Fighters closed the show the second night Pearl Jam did and the best part of that is my wife is a huge, huge, ridiculous Pearl Jam fan going way back so she actually snuck into the backstage area no problem. I don't know how, but she got back there. And this is just when I just got an iPhone, she still had a Blackberry. So she took my iPhone because her Blackberry died. She wanted to take a picture. She didn't know how to work the iPhone. And back then you you push the button and the flash goes off. So she was trying to creep a picture of Eddie sitting at a picnic bench as she's just (laughs) casually having a smoke, you know, nobody bothering her. So she kind of does one of those things. Flash goes off. Somebody comes over. Escorts are out of the park. Oh, shit. We're all still kind of in the the little VIP section down in front of the stage. And... She's gone, and so I get a text saying they kicked me out, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> "Shit!" And this is like rightfully you
3: know, so, Carolyn. Right you didn't be- follow the Brenton rules.
2: Thank right you. before Pearl Jam <laughs> actually went on. And so anyway, we're like, uh, I'm like, I should probably go out. I'm like this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: your wife at the time. He, oh yeah, yeah. This is only a couple <laughs> I years ago.
2: go out. <laughs> go out.
1: And, <laughs> you think uh, about it, like...
2: <laughs> But so I said, "Do you want me to come out?" And she's like, "No." I'll see you in a bit. I'm like, okay. She somehow managed to get back in, oh, get back to the front of the stage for the show. And she's got this picture because she, you know, she's right. Eddie comes walking along the front, high five and people. And she takes this picture and the look on Eddie's face was like, he saw a ghost. It's like, Holy fuck. It's that chick again.
1: <laughs> and the picture is him
2: like, so she uh, forever is, uh, you know, apologizing to Eddie for, uh, you know, for breaking the code. Uh, wow. Number number four would be um, REM Maple Leaf Gardens in 1987. Uh, that, that I think that was the Green World Tour or 88, sorry, 88 uh, Green World Tour. That was phenomenal. Um, Indigo Girls opened up. I wasn't a huge fan, but Michael Stipe comes out uh, during their uh, set, and the place just went insane. I loved R.E.M. Uh, number three, I would be. to do? Where are we here? Uh, Foo Fighters. Uh, they they've got uh, two and uh, two and three. Foo Fighters in Toronto. Their last one at, at the Sky Dome, uh, where they played. Uh, in chronological order everything it was pretty fucking wild uh again that was uh, thanks to um my buddy adam and his connections uh yeti who used to be uh taylor hawkins drum tech got my son owen and i in got us backstage side stage and it was cool because before the show yeti took owen out to uh go sit at taylor's drum kit and get some pictures and like, wow! He was fucking blown away, and it was it was great too because he got dumped by his girlfriend like the day before, so this was like the ultimate <laughs> "fuck you" type thing. <laughs> so yeah, so he got to see his uh, his first sort of like real side stage concert uh, to see the Foo's. And Number two would be the Foo's in Detroit when uh, my buddy Adam and I went down. We saw the Eagles the night before, and then saw the Foo's. Uh, the next day. Got to do the Crown Royal shots before the show with uh, with the band. That was pretty fucking awesome. Um, and uh, number one, Dean, I, I'm I'm with you, dude. My top three, well, we'll get to the top five bands. The Watchmen. I saw The Watchmen when I was at Carleton University uh, back in like 93 and they played this place called the Cafe Alternative and Weeping Tile opened up. There were 47 people in this little dumpy little cafeteria and it was fucking insane amazing okay. i've seen them ridiculous amounts of times since then uh but that one's still to this day uh one of the best shows and uh yeah they're, they're they've got a fantastic live show i'm hoping that they do their annual uh show down at the horseshoe or even you know uh, i think the last place they played was um was it not mass was it massey hall i think they played massey hall No, no they,
5: they played the horseshoe i think it was the horseshoe yeah
2: so uh yeah i'm hoping that uh they do their uh their annual show again but yeah number one is that little right. small time in in ottawa way back when
5: dude i uh, sold my I, I sold university textbooks so i could buy the watchman's yeah. McLaren Furnace Room <laughs> album and the pre album. It was it was that or my microbiology <laughs> textbook. I'm like, I think I just burnt out my last McLaren Furnace Room CD, so I need to get another one. What
3: time? What school did you go to? University of Calgary. University. Wow. Did you do the radio show there too? Were you no. going into radio at that point?
5: No, no I wanted to be micro like a doctor. I wanted to be a doctor, scientist. So I wanted to figure stuff out. I wanted to put my hands inside human bodies. I did that for a while, I'm not a doctor, but I, <laughs> I, 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 I dissect human bodies. So, why
3: did the, you know I, mean, I mean, this isn't a part of the let's go. The next list is top five reasons why Dean's not a doctor. Go. Um, this, is your, this is your own list.
5: I don't have, I, I got ADHD. I'd be in the middle of a fucking heart surgery and go, uh, I don't, I don't, I'm uninterested in this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out guys i'm not I'm bored immediately like I, I i sure i've got a left ventricle to close here but yeah.
2: <laughs> you'd just be what turning to the other doctors, and be like you got this you got this okay, what cool, point dude. would you uh oh.
3: did you discover that how much how far how far and how much money were you into at that point
5: <laughs> like three years of uh three years of university before <laughs> i so close you were so close it isn't gonna be for me yeah, but you know what? It was good because uh, I have a, a decent understanding of how the human body works. I don't freak out any time I get sick. Everything's fine. We're all going to be fine. Plus, I have literally dissected human bodies. It's actually called prosecting, which was really fucking cool, if you think about it, where you're cutting bodies in half down the middle and across the side. You cut off the the head at the mandible so you'd see the whole face. You'd slide the table saw across the <laughs> 19, uh, nineteen, twenty years old and Lorna White, who was my prof, she's like, "Kaden, do you want extra credit? You can help me cut up some bodies. I'm like, eh,
3: sure. <laughs> Sounds like a Sopranos episode. That,
2: that just right. reminds me of that scene in Fast Times of Ridgemont High when he pulls out the heart until he sees awesome." Oh, <laughs> <So, laughs>
3: <laughs> That's crazy, dude. That's a funny story. I didn't know. But that makes sense now. See, I was gonna ask you why you're holding the bat because I figured Chris Skye was coming over and you're gonna take him out. But now that uh You're going at Chris Sky all the time with actual science as an almost doctor. This doubles down. I don't know if anyone realized. It's
5: a little a little strong to call me an almost doctor, Uh, other
3: big fella. Three years,
5: man. Three years is almost (laughs) put it this
3: way. You're further along as a doctor than any of us on a panel. (laughs) Uh,
5: Listen, I am in no way, shape, or form can I diagnose anything, but I can tell you when you should or shouldn't go to the hospital. That's for sure.
3: Right. Very nice. Like
5: I can tell you right now that. My buddy, Chris Machete here, isn't looking good. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, boys, I appreciated being on the show with you guys today. I'm going yeah. to log off because i got to go get my son at his job five minutes ago. So
3: Thanks, buddy, for joining us, eh?
5: Good Great to see you, Dean. listening on the way. Thanks, guys. Love you all.
3: Right That's Tits McGee joining us this week, everybody, and we'll <laughs> uh, care, we'll buddy. have him back anytime. Very, very cool. Uh, all right, gentlemen. Moving on. Uh, getting some subjects down here. Chris, where do you want to take it next? You had a few you wanted to add to the mix. Go for oh, it.
4: I was going to do. I was going to say. Just uh, I had the top before. I, I I indiscreetly touched my mic in the wrong spot there.
3: You touched the mic. You gotta be it. careful where you touch these things, man. They're sensitive. Then get a little finicky. Plus, you gotta charge them. And do the whole thing. Anyways, go ahead, buddy. Yeah. No, I just touched.
4: Some. Okay. So, wait. so, Marvel characters that need a movie. All right. So I'll try and go through mm-hmm. these, kind of quick. I guess. Um,
3: we aren't really doing three hours, are we? No. No, we're not. Okay, we're okay, actually good. Good. we've actually <laughs> only got about another uh, thirty five minutes, so we'll bang through this. You lines. know, I can't talk too slow. All right,
4: <laughs> There we go. So, a top five Marvel characters that need a movie, their own movie. Okay. So I'm going to go with number five here. And I'm Thanos. Thanos' movie could be huge because it would explain so much more and it could, it could really branch, um, some other galaxies together. Like if we did a Thanos, uh, origin, we could bring in, man, so many things like Galactus or, uh, the, uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy could definitely come into this, but the earlier version of the Guardians of the Galaxy that we did see with Sylvester Stallone leading, it could just be, it could, it's, it's one of those ones, like, I'm not going to mention a movie where it's like, okay, well, here's one movie for this guy, and it doesn't go anywhere. These have to go somewhere, as I mentioned, Marvel, Disney Smart. Okay, so... We got Thanos. Um, but he's such a great character, man. I would love to see a little more of his worship for Lady Death come into there, which is a decent thing he talks to her and stuff. And it's just she's not really there, of course, right? But Thanos is losing his brain a bit the more powerful he gets. And I would love to see that side of it a bit bit more of Thanos just losing his mind, but becoming more of a genius as he does it, just losing himself in his own knowledge. Okay. So that's I'm number number so this could go into a Silver Surfer movie, which would be done amazingly well. Which would be cool. So, Silver Surfer would be great. Now, the twist they could do on Silver Surfer, um, and I can't believe this hasn't been done before, is we have planets of, uh, you know, there's pink people, there's green people. I've seen a planet that looked like they were they like in the Guardians. I can't remember which one it was, but they they look like they were basically Asian. Um, so I would like to twist Silver Surfer up and have him be a black dude and have the whole planet be that way. And it was Zen Law. So Zen Law is the most peaceful planet in the universe. So this would uh, this and this could this could cause a whole new thing of where everybody came from. Right. You know, just I think it'd be a really cool twist on it uh, to make the Silver Surfer a black dude. Um, and that could lead to so many things right there. That could lead to him spreading on to the Fantastic Four, or this could lead him back onto Eternals or Guardians of the Galaxy. There's so much more that you could explore with the Silver Surfer, because this character is amazing. Now, you could put a bit of a Guardian's twist on it. Not on the Silver himself, Silver Surfer himself. He's more he would be more like Drax, like Deadpan kind of things, but he could run into some very funny creatures in the galaxy. That's the cool thing about these these galaxy uh, characters is it's a wide open universe that they that a really good director, um, like the one uh, like uh, James, Gunn James Gunn or, or uh Haki Hakiwatati.
2: D- Help t- me tighter t- t- white Waikiki. And I, I just <laughs> watched his like Jojo Rabbit
4: thing. movie the other day too. But so, so guys like that can come in on a movie like Silver Surfer and give them the opportunity to do something really cool with that again. Okay. Um, now, number then and again, that can go into Fantastic Four, all kinds of things. We can bring Galactus in as the new villain. So, again, hope you're listening, Marvel. That would be a good one. Um, the, so, now this one's for this one's for the girls. So, uh, as a female movie, and uh, at number three, I have The Dazzler. Now, the cool thing about The Dazzler is, uh, for girls and the female uh, fans is that she starts off as a pop star, disco star, and her, her powers are creating light. So that creates her pop look. You know, she can do these lights that uh, manipulate to her body language and how she's dancing. So you can imagine how cool of a show that would be. This girl has fireworks everywhere. While She's singing. Nobody understands it. She's a mutant. Um, again, it's another one where you could, you know, she, she's, she's a white blonde girl. You know, that, that there, there's a lot of white blonde characters out there. We could we could do a lot with her as well. Um, geez, there's so many ways we could go with her. Um, it would be cool if, if she was native, actually. I think that would be kind of neat. if uh, if Because then we could add a, a new little twist on it with her dancing and things like that. Um, I'm, see, i go really deep in these characters, right? Layers and layers and layers. Um, also, also, thinking of Disney and Marvel trying to appease to everybody out there in this world um, the way they like to. So I think if a female character was to come in, the Dazzler would be great. Um, change her eth- ethnicity. I don't think that would affect her character at all. Because her background is really not too much... Not too much uh, set in stone. Um, again, she's a mutant. She could lead into the X-Men in a great way. And here's a great way that you bring the young girls. And plus, it could be a fun movie for the for the girls, right? For the kids. Um, and this Dazzler uh, mutant could bring this all into the X-Men in a nice... Like, could bring the girls in. And you can bring Wolverine in for the guys or something. But just a smart business move, I think, would be the Dazzler. Plus, she's got this wicked 80s vibe in her comics. Uh, like, on the covers, there's one that was a Michael Jackson twist on Thriller. Um, just as an example, I wish I had the mode I could show you. Hmm. Um, but I think that would be a really cool way to go. And again, you get the right producer in there and it has an eighties vibe to it. Wow, Dazzler could be great. Okay, we got number two, and with my, I'm with my buddy JJ on this. And I always say to my friends, man, I'm a little more Magneto and a little less Professor Xavier. A (laughs) Magneto movie would be fantastic, and it's got to be serious. It's got to be rated R. We got to hit the Nazis in there. Um, I know everybody knows the Nazis are evil, right? And but you got when they when they focus on what they did personally to Magneto, it as uh, again, just as JJ said, buddy. It, you see why Magneto, Magneto is the way he is. You know what I mean? And we've all gone through our demons that make us who we are. Um, it's amazing, because I, I know this has a fact for all for things that I've gone through. What Magneto has gone through shows why he does all these things. It is the perfect reason why a person becomes evil. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's like the Joker, but in a totally
0: different way. All right, How, so that's one of the lines of Killmonger as well, where Killmonger was like, yeah, no, I... I get it. I get why you're why you're the bad guy here. Exactly, buddy. Yeah. Exactly. I would love to see
4: the killmonger come back in. Yeah. A little bit more in the next. That that's uh that was another one I was gonna do was future back Black Panther ideas, but I didn't hit that one. I didn't have time. Um so and that's that's <laughs> number two. Number one, okay. No, this is again, I'll say this over and over again. This is the best comic book and has been for decades. Daredevil. Daredevil is fucking awesome the comic book is amazing people are raving about it and have been um, but the, like the com, com, comic connoisseur folks mm-hmm. um, the, the Daredevil comic is always on on the editor's picks it's just so well written all the characters in there are amazing it's it's they call it a level one uh, hero which is what Brent likes the one without the cosmic superpowers and stuff like that so when we talk about our level one heroes with Daredevil I would love to see oh a rated R movie I love the TV show I'd love to see Charlie Cox be the be the hero, but I want to see a mental movie man with with the Kingpin in there. Um, just and 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 it would be great if maybe the Punisher made an appearance because these are level one heroes, right? You got like your Power Man and Iron Fist, you got your Punisher, you got uh, Blade, maybe uh, Daredevil's in there. But the whole thing going between uh, Daredevil, Kingpin, Bullseye, and Electra, if it's done properly, the way Frank Miller intended—and if Frank Miller could do this you could do a trilogy a daredevil trilogy and it would be phenomenal daredevil is it's one of daredevil one of those comic books that I could sit here and tell you guys how great it is but unless you sat down and read like a 5 issue trade paperback you wouldn't you wouldn't uh it, it's hard to get it cuz it's like oh yeah a guy in a red suit he's daredevil he's blind oh well, that's kind of weird you know but it's 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 more it's so much more than his character um his who who would
0: character. you have who would you have directed a daredevil movie what uh, director and style okay i call me crazy man but i would love to see uh uh, Quentin Tarantino, do
4: it. Yeah. Just to see
1: how he would do <laughs> yeah, it. I
4: could see that. Um, Cause I'm I'm a huge Tarantino fan, right? But mm-hmm. I would have loved more to have seen uh, Kubrick take a shot at at a Daredevil movie, because it could be such a mind fuck. <laughs> yes, <Wow. laughs> I, I, you know what crazy. I mean. Like I think that would be amazing. I th- I would see. He's one of those guys I would love to see take a shot at one of these more mental superheroes. Not like a Superman or anything like that at all. More more like a Daredevil, where it's like it's half what's going on in his head and half the costume kind of thing, right?
2: I think George um, yeah. Lucas George Lucas would do a great job, because you know he would he would have Daredevil, but his sidekick would be like. A- uh, a CGI reptile, uh, <laughs> not, like a lot of funny jokes and a lisp, and I think that would, that would play really well. That'd, yeah, you'd make a great
0: director. I thought you were serious for a moment. No,
2: not at all. Okay. But, well, I saw that coming. You know, correct me if I'm wrong. Ben Affleck also played Daredevil at one point, did he not? Yeah, yeah. Not and it was so, dude, there were
4: so <laughs> many flaws so in that movie. That, like, yeah. here, so check this out. Here's here's the things that kill me: is these little things in movies. So there's Daredevil. Matt Murdock his alter ego. Everybody knows him in his neighborhood. They show him walking around and everybody knows him. He lives there. So, one day, they know he's blind. One day him and Electra do their flirting thing and they have this fight in the park and everybody's watching and cheering them on. Okay, but again, nobody ever brings up, "Hey, man, you were like doing backflips in the park a minute ago and you're blind." Why are you, you know, like it was like such a flaw and everybody just found out he was Daredevil. Cause they all know who he is. Like it, yep. it was just so stupid. And there's many other little holes like that. That were just like, Oh, and bullseye was horrible. What was the dude that like, it wasn't hit really his fault. Um, but they gave him like an Australian accent and, uh, it was, <laughs> oh, there was yeah. no personality to him. Colin Farrell's. Colin yeah. Farrell. Yeah. yeah. They, he had no personality that the, um, the one in the TV show was brilliant. That was so
3: friggin' good, man. Wow. That was great. So isn't it, isn't it frustrating how they get it right sometimes in TV, versus like how they're doing it in film because well there's too many people on that board, Brent, you know, there's, there, there's, there's Frank and Jeff at the end of that board. I'm going, no, no, man,
4: you know, it will be great. You know, it be great. Uh, my statistics say that every real, real little girl likes this. It's, it's like when, uh, when Kevin Smith did his thing, you know what this needs, you know what this needs? A He's a giant spider. Yeah.
1: yeah or a yeah, giant yeah. spider, right? Like there's those two
4: things that buddy wanted in a Superman movie, Kevin Smith. And it's yeah. like, what are you doing? It's, so frustrating. it's so frustrating. The bigger the project, the more people yeah. involved who have no idea what's going on. So sometimes the smaller the project, man. Um, the Doom, Doom Patrol is a great example of that, which is such a weird comic book. And uh, they do that in the story really, really well. But, man, if, if you're not into Doom Patrol and that weird kind of thing, you're not going to like it at all. But it's done perfect. Like, it's done to a T. So, again, that's probably why some of these people worry about the money making. And they're, they're always going like, well, this worked really well. we got to throw this in there.
3: You know, like, woo. Um it doesn't always work. We got to move to, uh, so that was a good segue. There's some TV Thank and you. movies kind of stuff that we're chatting about there. Yeah. That was your rating. So you're getting, you're getting into the groove here. You do a bunch of these podcasts and you start, we start learning how to do the things. Uh, JJ. Yeah. Okay. We're going to go, uh, TV, favorite TV shows. Uh, uh, Mike's frozen. So I'm taking them out of the equation for a minute. I'm the Can mean guy. Here we go. Look at this. Uh, uh There we go. All right, JJ, if you had a... uh, Community
0: would be um, again, no particular order. Community, I thought was fantastic. Hilarious. Uh, All the characters were quirky. Um, I'm sorry that it fizzled out the way it did. Politics got involved. Egos got involved. Uh, This will make me... uh,
3: That was was a thing with... uh, Between... um, Wasn't Chevy Chase in that? Chevy Chase, yeah. He had a problem. There was a bit of a thing there, right? Yeah, but uh, I mean, he
0: stayed on the show and I... uh, I thought his character was was really funny and dry and and uh, humorously out of place. Miss I don't know not necessarily miscast but the fact that you knew that he didn't want to really be on the show um kind of added a funny element to it and kind of really heightened his character I thought even more.
4: I love the Dungeons uh, and Dragons episode buddy. The Dungeons oh. and Dragons episode is my favorite. More than the paintball episode? Yeah, I just because I love Dungeons and Dragons. I I just love the way he took over to the twist on that on the whole story of that was just like oh man it was was just I thought it was clever.
0: I really liked it. So many. Everybody else watch Community at all? No, I was late to it, but I I do. Uh, So many great episodes. The the blanket (laughs) fort paintball. There was just so many great ones. Uh, Mm This will make me unpopular, but the Cosby Show seasons one to three. Oh, it has history, man. It was raised on them. Uh... And um, it's, really a shame, like, it's, sorry, sorry, it's really, really a not like Fat Albert anymore. You
4: know, like, you know, like I, I, Fat Albert like, is iconic Albert's when I grow up. Yeah, same. Like, so just say I
0: wouldn't denounce Fat Albert, man. Sorry, just go ahead. Yeah, I, uh, I just want to interject that there. Speaking of fat, Brenton, are you you live in Vancouver, but you're from Ontario, right? I am, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, if you ask, I, although I guess now it might be a little different, but when I was growing up and when I moved to Vancouver in my 20s, nobody knew who Fat Albert was on the West Coast. They had like wow. no... My like own. he wasn't a thing on the West. I, Coast. Uh,
3: it was, I mean, maybe cause uh, the only way I could get, we could get fat Albert in Ontario was only on public access. Wasn't it? Wasn't it on TV Ontario or something? Uh, That's where I no, saw it. I don't, no, I don't, I don't know. If I
2: the NBC, uh, the NBC affiliate, um, I
3: oh, I guess in the oh, state out of Buffalo. I right? guess in the state of Buffalo. WUTV, yeah. right, right? We, we talked about that. Region. We should just dedicate right, a right. show to that that station. But, yes. anyways,
0: um, uh, yes, you're right. you're right. Six feet under, I thought was just an amazing show. Um, just uh, from beginning to end, it was one of those shows that was just like beautifully tied up at the very end. There it like it didn't leave you wanting more. There were no loose ends. It was just perfectly, perfectly perfect. Uh, and dark. The whole thing was just, I mean, it's about, you know, undertaking basically, uh, last man on earth with Will Forte. <laughs> yeah. It ended. Uh, it was so funny and not a lot of people jumped on it. I guess I think they got like an extra half season and then that was the, or uh, the end. Uh, and number five on the list would be mad men, which I thought was uh, another oh, perfect man. one um just again compelling characters don draper was just man um a case study you take a, a class on on that character and and just yeah. the aesthetic of that that show the, uh, the the attention to detail uh for the times i thought was just man just really nailed not that i was alive but the late 50s 60s and then into early 70s uh yeah so there you go you get lung cancer from watching it Yes, totally totally.
3: All the smoking I'll tell you everyone was just I, smoking and smoking and smoking when I would thing. drink it,
0: I'm not a I would drink it. When I would watch it, I'm not, I'm not a drinker at all, but I would always I would take a, <laughs> a drink. drink. <laughs> I would have a little drink when I was watching and I I don't drink. It was like not even my thing, but I was so like they eh, made
2: it to so drink.
0: Like, yeah. This thing. yeah. So anyway, those are my top five. Nice.
2: Mike, we're going top five uh, Uh, TV shows, buddy. uh, Okay. Yeah. This was, uh, again, these top five lists are really tough, especially uh, for me being an only child who was pretty much raised in front of a TV. So, I, you know, through the decades, I loved Happy Days. Uh, nice. Maybe oh, I'm just one of those, you know, it was always on. Like it was, it was, an, you know, Happy Days, then Laverne and Shirley. Uh, I loved Mork and Mindy too. Back that, that was like those three shows that kind of all played around the same time. Um, love the office uh, except for the late later seasons I just the first couple of seasons of the office were brilliant I watched the, the the British the UK version and it's I mean you have to you have to sort of understand the the British humor uh to, to appreciate it and and I've watched enough Benny Hill growing up so that I I think I <laughs> caught that um but I love Steve Carell uh, I think the casting of that whole show was was just absolutely brilliant the whole Pam and uh and Jim thing was you know the way the way they managed to sort of uh, captivate like the entire audience and it became such a pop culture thing like the Jim and Pam story I just really, really well written and, and and well done, which, again, led into uh, Parks and Rec, you know, another, you know, great show with that sort of same same theme. Um, Dwight, dude, Dwight, Dwight. I thought Dwight should have got his own show out of that. <laughs> Rain Wilson, yeah. Because uh, oh, no, his whole family. No, no, see, here's the thing. I'm glad that they didn't spin off The Office because... <laughs> So many times you see shows that are really good and then they yeah, spin man. them off and then it's just, it's a shell and it's just, it's sad. Joni loves Chachi. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Mork, Mork and Mindy was technically a spinoff of Happy Days,
0: but uh, I Joey think Joanie from... Uh, but Dwight, uh, Dwight Dwight got a pilot. One of, there there's an episode of The Office where it's just centered around his family and that oh, was really? essentially the pilot. And yeah. Oh, it, wow, uh, I would like to see that. It tested very poorly and uh ah. they... We're like, yeah, we're not gonna follow. So I think
4: Superstore kind of stepped in where the Office stopped, right? That show, Superstore. Yeah. If you
2: guys have seen it? Yeah, it's. I mean, Dean yeah, like
4: Dwight in there. I've been watching that one. Yeah. Like, it's not bad. It's, it's, it's what okay. else when you start watching, you can't stop kind of thing. But uh,
2: the Office yeah. was the sum of its parts, and it's I, I, yeah. Yeah, if, yeah, I agree, i one the out, office, it's, it's, um, So that's uh, that's two or three. Uh, I'm gonna say SCTV. Oh, is good one probably you know that that defined my my youth as far as comedy goes and as my love for uh, that sort of you know, Improv comedy theater stuff, uh, same with Saturday Night Live, it's almost a tie uh, between those mm-hmm. two shows. Uh, Seinfeld loved Seinfeld, oh, yeah, that's a great uh, show. again, one of those shows that if it's on, like I've seen them hundreds of times, but if you're flipping through the TV and it's oh, okay, just you'll sit through it, and it's again a great cast, well written, and quirky, like just weird mm-hmm. quirky. Um and then beyond that, uh, this is going to be very unpopular, but I loved Lost. I maybe be I never watched one episode.
0: Never watched one episode. Nope. Yeah, I, everyone's I ruined I it. So I don't much. need to, I don't need to watch yeah,
2: it because
3: see, everyone's ruined it, right? So
2: It was one of the first of that sort of like uh series of shows that mm. the multi-season, multi-episode like real tie into the next season i loved it and it was you know but again one of those shows that just it got a little too long in the tooth mm. and the the creators couldn't hide the fact that they didn't really have a legitimate sort of ending it to the
3: like story arc. sounds like a wwe written program
2: well i think for a while it was i, I mean you watch the first couple of seasons and it's like oh the, they clearly are writing this as if they don't have a lot of seasons in them yeah and then uh-huh. they just kept getting renewed, kind of like Walking Dead, where it's just like, you know, the longer it went on, the tougher it was to to stick with it because it just seemed really, I don't know, watered down from what, what you remembered and, and just trying too hard. But They made no, bad I'm, decisions
4: and they couldn't follow them up in that show. Yeah. Man,
2: and not like honorable that. mention, guilty pleasure, honorable mention, Saved by the Bell.
3: That's a great show. I just love that show. <laughs> I'm Christmas so
1: excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. come on. I'm
3: so Tiffany Amber Thiessen, Give me a break, Tiffany. Hello. Okay. Uh, go ahead, Chris. Machete. Oh, this is we got easy. two categories left. We got two categories left. We're gonna. Well, I'm do- gonna
4: do this one quick. This will take me one show. WKRP. One, two, three, four, five.
2: Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. That's it. it? That's, it? that's all I, five. That's right all there.
4: Five WKRP. Man, it has I, I, no show can even compare to that show to me and to the effect it had on me when I was a kid, man, I wanted to be Johnny fever. And, uh, I, I, I loved it. I thought it was great.
3: I just Did thought everything about it. It's too, bad it, didn't <laughs> have long,
2: it's too exactly. bad. it didn't have a longer run. And it's funny uh, though, like JJ, were you, were you a WKRP influenced guy like pre radio
0: uh, for sure? Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: Cause I think most people that actually worked in broadcast at some point yeah. will cite WKRP as, as being, you know,
0: one of the reasons uh, they of, of a certain deal. age for sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't um, want to be Venus flytrap though. I just, I just really liked, he was awesome. though. He Like dude. a fun job.
3: Yeah. yeah. I'm going, uh, Seinfeld number one for me. Cause it's one of the ones yeah. that, uh, to Mike's point, you can literally anytime it's on, I'm actually at the point now where literally it's on and I'll go, Oh, this is, uh, this episode. Like (laughs) I've got it. I've got it dialed to the point where it's like, Oh, this is the one of this when this happens and this happens. And I can tell the backstory for anybody in the house. It's going, what's happening. Well, and no matter (laughs) where we tune into the show, I got it. But you still watch the entire episode. Yeah. And the thing is, is like those first, you can also, I can also recognize when they were in season one and two. Like I think most of us can where they go because it wasn't quite as developed, but anyway, so Seinfeld number one for me, uh, just because of that, uh, a close second for me and having the ability to also do that is the Sopranos for me. Uh, and, uh, coincidentally, I just booked a big Sopranos guest on the uh, coming up. So that's pretty exciting for me. Um, I love that show. I think it absolutely changed it. The whole thing. It was the, the outside of Oz. It was that first non-episodic where they didn't need to clean it all up in 22 minutes or mm-hmm. or whatever the hell it is for TV where it's like we have to Oz have a was beginning. A great show too. Yeah, yeah before we didn't have a beginning and an end. That was like that. Uh, con- so Sopranos in there uh, continuing on with Breaking Bad, which I thought was the new version of the Sopranos, from as far as a character standpoint, just I mean, Chris would the, the character development on Breaking Bad is right up your alley. It's unbelievable. Yeah, and
4: have, I'm, I'm saving that one. I have not seen one episode. Oh wow! I'm saving it. Yeah, I know. I'm it's, saving
3: uh, it. it. It's 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 unbelievable. It's um And just the character development. It's going to take you like six episodes, and you might bail out on the, first, like the after the first five, you might be like ah, and then there's and then around episode five, it's like and you're done dude it's, i'm at it's the over. point now
4: thankfully that i'm so busy in the drawing table that whatever's yeah. on my tv it's going to be in front of me for about six hours man because
3: i'm, uh, I'm not going not even, uh, uh like, cool. okay i'm going cheers for me cheers. I, I thought cheers was uh, it was it was just part of that thursday thing where it was cheers and seinfeld and, and uh and i just love the, especially you know as you guys know, like when you when a show's dialed in and the characters are fully developed it's unbelievable like when it's in the zone, like when Cheers yeah. was fully in and you were like Gary, the fight, Gary's old town tavern versus Cheers and yeah. what he was full on almost, it was almost like it was like right after coach died in real life, it kind of went to another level. And I don't mean that at a disrespect to the, to, to him. It was more like they just had, they had to reconfigure how they were going to do the show. And it just, it just seemed the writing just doubled down. It was amazing. Yeah. Um, and then fifth, oof, this is a tough one for me. Uh, because I was in that SNL kind of zone, SCTV zone, um, kids in the hall, uh, kids in the hall. But I gotta go, uh, just because I can't believe they could pull this off, and still when I watch it, I gotta go all in the family for me. Oh, wow, <laughs> <Holy> <laughs> I, wow and Mar- yeah. it's a tie between all in the family and married with children because married with children <sighs> from, from a straight inner both of those shows from a straight entertainment. It's one of those shows where when you tune into All in the Family, within eight seconds, someone's gonna either offend you or make you like laugh just hysterically. And Married with Children was the same. It was like Al's gonna say something that's gonna like, you know, like something is gonna be said within the first five minutes, five seconds of you watching that show where you're just gonna laugh. And I just thought for me those two did that. So anyways, there's TV. I'm amazed um, that
2: they can still run all in the family. Like I, I think the CW, <laughs> no one says anything about it. Well, the, the CW I think, still runs, runs it uh, in syndication, but Ooh. they do have a disclaimer coming back from commercials. Oh yeah. Did you guys uh, see this? Did you guys see this? That It's part of like at the time that this was done. This is kind of SNL just okay did out. SNL just
3: did a mock of that. Last week on the, on yes, the season, the season finale, <laughs> the Hollywood squares where it was like every single, like they had Bill Cosby as the center square and they're like, and everyone was like, whatever Bill Cosby does is the best. And they're like, disclaimer, <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> representatives for baby spice. Uh, yeah, yeah. so,
1: uh,
3: okay. Gentlemen, we got about a handful of minutes left and I think it's probably appropriate that we finish up on our top five movies. Of all time. Oh yeah, cool. So, uh, let's go to Christmas Machete because JJ's frozen. I was gonna go to JJ, but he's frozen for a minute, okay. so I'm gonna put you in the waiting room. Oh, hey, here he's we go. Back. There we here go. We Christmas Machete, Top
4: five I'm movies. These fairly quick. Okay, yeah. so here's what we got. So number five, I've got Taxi Driver. That's just a Ooh. great movie, man. Like the f- I love, I love those old shots. Well, Scorsese too, right? That's uh, yeah. Just, his his shots, dude. Uh, just again, brilliant. Like Kubrick. Um, I just loved it. Taxi Driver's amazing. The, everything about it, it's great. It's very much like like the new Joker movie, kind of. There's a lot of Easter eggs from Taxi Driver in the new Joker movie. Um, great stuff, great stuff. Okay, uh, number four is a tie between Dark Knight and Avengers Infinity War. Yeah, I know. It's it, There's too many comic I was almost going to leave the comic book and Star Wars movies out because mm-hmm. they're just so obvious. But, you know, number four, Infinity War, Dark Knight, because they're both fantastic movies. They're the best of the best of the avenger or best of marvel and the best of dc in my opinion. Um number 3, uh I thought this movie was brilliant is 2001, but I'm a huge Kubrick fan, right? Mm-hmm. Um technically I would like to put all of his movies in here, but 2001 Space Odyssey is just a brilliant movie, especially for its time. It influenced Star Wars. So any movie that influenced Star Wars is, is amazing by me. Number 2 is by another one of my favorite dudes, uh Reservoir Dogs, man. I thought Reservoir Dogs was brilliant. I love to put that movie on while I'm working and just listen to the dialogue. The dialogue Mm. is fucking awesome. The little conversations, man, it's like school for you. For anybody who's wanting to write dialogue, um, needs to watch a Kevin Smith movie. Any any Kevin, well, Chasing Amy, I would say. You should watch Chasing Amy for any kind of dialogue and then uh, also Reservoir Dogs. You got the best of both worlds there for for those two kinds of dialogue. And then uh, number one is another tie because Star Wars A New Hope has to be in there. I don't think it's like the best movie ever made, but just it's to me as a kid, of course. Favorite. And number one, as so much is The Shining. Oh my god, The Shining! I can't. I, I've seen The Shining as many times as I've seen Star Wars. Probably, man. I put The Shining on just if I need a, a lift. Like it actually cheers me <laughs> up. I know, man. It, it, like I'm so into the movie, I just love it. And there's so many, like everything that Kubrick does is there on purpose, right? There's a couple shots in The Shining where something's missing from that scene in two seconds later. And just the way the building set up in The Shining, man, I could go on forever about The Shining. It, again, it's another thing that as a person who wants to be, a, who wants to write films or stories should watch The Shining. Um, the fact that Stephen King didn't like it makes me dislike Stephen King because his version <laughs> on TV, his version on TV was a pile of crap. That was horrible. And that was supposed to be his like, no, this is how it should look. And it was horrible. Terrible. Um, how dare he even even compare it? But anyway, don't get me started on that. Number one? I, I would say number one is Shining, with, with a B being Star Wars, but Shining. Here we go. Oh.
3: JJ, going to you, buddy. Top five movies. Uh, no particular order.
0: Wrath of Khan. Mm, Khan! Uh, yeah, yeah, we all need to do I've, it. Khan! Khan! Uh, yeah, just uh, really spoke to me the... Death spoiler, death of Spock in that, and the uh, Spock the dies. Fuck, he has ruined my life. All right, just yeah, the, the, and the camaraderie and friendship between him and Kirk does just reminds me of friendships that I have. Uh, Empire Strikes Back, uh, for obvious reasons. Inception, and oh. yeah, I just yeah, I, of all the Christopher Nolan movies, I you know I could have picked. Really, any one of his movies, but I'll, I'll take Inception, uh, Royal Tenenbaums.
1: Uh, oh, yes. Just very.
0: Again, I love the dialogue. I like uh, the look of uh, Wes Anderson's his his style. I, I just I don't know, it really appeals to me. And uh, this is new to my list. This uh, and I, I only put this on because I watched it with my kids recently, and man, it just went up to the top five. The Greatest Showman with Hugh Jackman. It was Wolverine, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just, man, it's, it's such worth a, a... watch, huh? What's that? I say it's
4: worth a watch. I've noticed that, but I haven't put it on yet.
0: It is just, it's so, the music is just so uplifting, and oh. uh, it's, you know, it's a simple story. But, mm. uh, yeah, I'm just really taken with it. I've even put the soundtrack on my phone, and I listen to it on a regular basis without my kids in the car, and I will sing those, <laughs> sing those songs out loud. It didn't do well the year it came out. Um, it was nominated, but it was going up against uh, the Lady Gaga one. What's it called? Oh, uh, uh, Stars, War Born. War II, "Stars Born. Star yeah. Born. Yeah. And uh, so it lost everything to that. It was unfortunate because I think if it had come out any other year, it would have been... uh, more well received and there would have been more accolades uh, awarded to it. So, yeah. There you go. Top five. Beautiful. Yeah.
2: Michael? Uh, Again, uh, like JJ, no particular order. Um, And kind of like you, Chris, I didn't want to include the Star Wars movies in because those were kind of obvious. Uh, Like Empire Strikes Back is on the pedestal. Um, Same goes for Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm. Uh, which to me as a kid that was you know that was on par with star wars and and sort of the effect it had on me but i won't include them in the top five because they're obvious i will say blade runner um yeah Uh, again an acquired taste but uh, i love the the final absolute no questions asked directors cut uh where there was no you know useless narration by no. harrison ford to explain it to the to the people and that that whole uh, last uh monologue that rutger howard does at the end is just
0: that yeah. just so right. well done uh also what, what about sorry back to Blair just for a sec yeah. the the little nod at the end or that that knowing nod where he sees the Yes. And then they run every time I see that yeah. I'm like, oh ho, ho, shit. He knows. Uh, and then knows. they go. Oh man. again, it was such a such a I really, love that moment. And
2: and it was a movie that really wasn't that big of a hit when it first came out. No, it was it was, it was, was not. And, a flop. Yeah. Yeah. But uh definitely, definitely well well worth the watch. Yeah. Uh Swingers, Vince Vaughn and John oh Favro. No. Uh, love, love that film. And you know, kind of like how people talked about ben affleck and matt damon with the whole goodwill hunting thing i thought this was you know this this is where you saw the glimpses of glimpses of greatness that john favreau and vince vaughn were going to be and uh, dialogue wise yeah there's there's so much stuff you know making wayne's head bleed playing nhl uh on the sega i mean that's that's gold uh princess bride surprisingly again another one of those it's just, if it's on, I'm watching it, uh, mm-hmm. and and Mandy Patinkin and, and Andre, that... Anybody will,
1: want a keynote? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I,
2: I could hit you with this, but that would be all formalized. Uh, uh, pulp Fiction... Oh, I it. love Pulp Fiction. Uh, Tarantino again, rules. Tarantino, lots of great stuff. Uh, I, I would have. I almost thought about putting the Kill Bill stuff in because mm-hmm. I loved Kill Bill. Um, but Pulp Fiction, top to bottom, again, just really well written, well paced, yeah. and just it sucks you in, and it's so so well done. You, and you number five, a wild card, but I love this film. This is Spinal Tap. Oh yeah, that's a classic. Uh, Perfect. It is. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, and that's, again, the Christopher Guest, Michael McKean, Harry Shearer, that sort of style of film, kind of like we saw later with um, uh, now I'm blanking with the Best in Show, uh, Mighty Wind, that whole style of, of mm-hmm. sort of improv uh, yeah. comedy was just brilliant. But this is Spinal Tap. I mean, you know, this one, you know, this one goes to 11.
4: The mockumentaries
2: but, are but, good. But if, but if 10's the loudest, why don't you just make 10 louder? Yeah, we see. to 11.
3: I'm going to uh, <laughs> go, all right, uh, number, f- like kind of top five. I guess number five for me is going to be the original Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, it just was like, what? There's someone that can haunt you in your dreams? And that, you know. I mean, and they were the first three. I mean, really, once you get in that zone, I mean, Dream Warriors was killer, plus and did the soundtrack, so there you go. But uh, uh, definitely uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, the original Nightmare on Elm Street. Fucked me yeah. up. Um, I've got, sorry, that was at, like, number four. I had Number five, new entry, actually. Um, uh, kind of a must-watch anytime now is the big short. It's fantastic. It was oh, written yeah. amazing. Written amazing. Steve Carell, why he didn't win for that, I'll never know. Just fantastic. Uh, love it. Love it. Uh, love Aaron Sorkin. Love um, the writing. Uh, next, uh, Dark Knight. I mean, I thought that was, I mean, outside of the original Superman movie. And then there seemed to be, they had, the X-Men was kind of cool. And there just seemed to be sort of like the same theme to comic book movies until the Dark Knight for me. And then when I, I just thought the way they shot it and the way they did it and the way it was just done like the dark it was like i don't know it was great i love the dark night. um empire just because empire strikes back i mean geez one of the first times i went to the movies you know just unbelievable um for me and uh they're one in the same i have to consider them sort them of both in but there's a one and a 1a uh godfather and i know i'm you know a godfather and godfather 2 um uh, not every time every <laughs> single time godfather 2 i love the 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 dual story uh, i can watch it every single time godfather 1 uh, so yeah those those are my top 5 with some a few honorable mentions in there but yeah
2: did you ever so, see the the godfather complete like the one where they actually cut godfather 1 and godfather 2 together so that it was almost yeah
3: gone. i've seen it online they kind of did a, they did a thing and i've also the godfather returns you know where he comes in guns blazing and he's got a cape <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Brando did it just before he died. He's like, <laughs> so anyways, uh, anyways, top fives all week. I mean, we can go on for days and days and days. Know, right? like top five, everything. Top five. We didn't even get into, to bands yet. Did we get into no wrestling? No, we didn't
4: do, bands. We didn't get into we didn't do wrestling. We didn't, uh, we didn't do new uh, uh, Star okay. Wars let's, direction.
3: I'll tell you what, let's just to, for the sake of doing them all, it's going to be a quick hit. Uh, your answer has to be in one minute or less. Here we go. Your top five wrestlers
2: might go Hogan Savage Steamboat Flair edge in that <laughs> order. Uh, in that oh, order. No, those are tough. Hogan would not be in my top five. Bret Hart, baby, Bret Hart. There you go. Chris.
4: Oh, I like the ECW wrestlers. I, I love, uh, you know, uh, RVD. Um, Oh, the sheik's great. Uh, I like the classics. You see, I did Intercontinental Champions, so I've got number five. I've got Intercontinental Champions. Tito Santana, number five. Uh, number four, Intercontinental Champion. Pedro Morales, man. That guy had it forever, right? And that brings back the memories of the youth. I love the Intercontinental Championship. Um, and then number three is Ultimate Warrior. Now, you guys know that my number one is either Macho or Honky Tonk, man, right? So who would you guys go around and pick? Who would you pick between Honky Tonk or Macho as Intercontinental number one?
3: Well, I think... I think Macho Man elevated it. I think Macho Man was the first one to, like when he took it off Tito and it was the first time that they were really on TV, like really, really on TV, and they showed it on WT TV in Buffalo. The Tito Santana bringing the Macho Man up. He pulls the nunchucks up or pulls a little plastic thing out, hits Tito Santana in the head, falls on him, wins the championship. Everyone's like, what? And then the chase for that championship by Ricky Steamboat. That, yeah. So to me, the Macho Man... To me, for us television heads that were just relatively introduced to wrestling at that point around WrestleMania, late WrestleMania one or two for me, Macho Man was the one who elevated the Intercontinental Championship and made it what it was for our generation because we weren't too familiar with Pedro Morales before that. Tito, they were like, oh, Tito's won it, but you would only really know that if you watched it in New York. You really it wasn't until we saw it on TV where it was like, all right, though, so the Macho Man is like that mid card wrestler champion. Great. So the Macho Man. And then everyone was chasing him. So for me, I would go Macho over Honky, but Honky was hilarious. So, cup of coffee. Yeah. Cup of coffee in the big. <laughs> guy, yeah. So what did macho? you do, Chris? Did you, did you go Macho or not? I went
4: Macho. Yeah, I went Honky yeah. Tonk second and then Macho first. Yeah. There we go. So awesome. there we go. Those yeah. are my favorite intercontinental champions.
0: I uh, I gotta pass on this one, guys. The Rock, is he still wrestling? <laughs> I don't know. I've... It can be of all time. It can be like, the oh ones yeah, that, you, that entertained you.
4: Uh, uh, or so, anyone's that pissed you off. Is there uh, anyone that you just can't stand to see their Ricky
0: faces? Ricky the Steamboat and Dragon, that he was pretty awesome. <laughs> the The Rock, yeah. Hulk Hogan, yeah. Is cool, yeah. Macho Man Randy Savage. Uh, and Coco Beware, yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. Yeah. good. Yeah. Ghostbuster was such a great finishing move. I remember that's the that's Ghostbuster. I, Boom! I, I it was
4: like, I, I, that's gotta hurt. That, that's what freaked. That's what always got me going back in the day. Hogan was a champion, and he did the leg drop, and it was like, okay. And then Coco Beware, little dude comes out, does this Ghostbuster that just crushes anybody, and it's like, hey, wait a minute, his finishing move is way better than the champion's. And I'm young, right? So I'm kind of like. Uh, and that's why I was kind of like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hogan's kind of, you can see through him here. You know what I mean? Like, wait a minute. And
3: then so Coincidentally, like, remember, I don't know if you remember back in the comic books and the old wrestling magazines, Mike, you got a whole bunch of them at your house. Mm-hmm. You could join a mail-in wrestling league where you could create, oh, yeah. your own, create your own wrestler. I remember that. Yes. Right. So I did that. And, uh, and they would, th- the only way you could read up on it was like, they would send a newsletter out saying, I you know, have it was, it was like this happened and this happened. I think awesome. I called the guy stud S T U D D. And he was modeled Ooh. after Don Morocco, but his finishing Ooh. move was the ghostbuster. And nice. you pick all these moves and they put move against move. Yep. And then they sent a newsletter out. So you'd sit by the, there's like all oh, the newsletters going to come out and the newsletter would get in the mail and you open up and you go stud is the new champion. And you're just fucking ah, my, my champion. Oh, you know, yeah. it's it just that's like, the, cause that was before the internet you get mail and then you get it next month going stud lost the championship and fuckers. Right. You'd be like, and then you just stop paying cause you weren't the champion anymore. Uh, but, um, the, early, the early fantasy wrestling. Uh, yeah. So, that, the, well. so yeah, so there you go. So, so good did, call. Did so did stud good. become the champion. He was a champion for oh, okay. one male cycle. Awesome.
1: <laughs> for you, but they, they, they were very,
3: very. They, they explained it very well, saying he went up against some other guy, da da da, da and then my move, you know, which I called—I yeah. I don't know what I called it at the time, probably the stud driver or something—and uh, <laughs> and anyways, it won, and I was the champ, and they send you a whole thing, and they you're supposed to send in a picture, and I couldn't draw of a wrestler, so they sent me like a stock picture of a wrestler drawn with a belt and i was like oh and i I wish i would have kept it but what what brent doesn't
2: realize is that they sent the same newsletter out to everybody who who bailed in and that person was the champ in their own newsletter. that's right
3: (laughs) but no because my friend chris parson uh (laughs) jay parson's brother uh chris was in it as well and he got the same he got a newsletter that said you know stud was the champion so he was
2: he was just a mid-card bum That's right. He was
3: in. He he, he was the Billy Jack Haynes of (laughs) (laughs) Scissorhands. There you go. Uh, Okay, and so uh, I'm going uh, on this one here. It's been a lot of documentaries lately on A and E, but okay. So number one for me, uh, Brett. Yeah. Hey, buddy. Brett, uh, just. He was such a, I don't know, just technically there. And he was like, a everyone, wrestler, everyone was man. pulling for him. Brett, uh, Mr. Perfect, number two. Uh, Macho rolling in at three. Uh, Adam, Edge. I mean, he's going to make the top five for sure. Especially, and you know, if he wasn't before, then definitely over the last two years, he is just because of his comeback alone and how he was able to pull it off. Instantly, for me, puts him in the top five of all time because I'm just like, what a story. Um, and then there's a bit of, okay, Hogan's got to be there because I don't think any of us, there would be no TV or anything without Hogan and all at that time. And I just feel like there would be, the debate is Hogan, Flair, all the rest of it, despite his inability to wrestle and all the rest of it, when you were 10 years old it was all Hogan. It was everything. And the TV deals and everything came with it. And he, you know, so he's gotta be as an honorable mention, but even though he's technically a wrestler, Bobby Heenan gets into my top five. He was (laughs) was, was a manager. (laughs) Humanoid. Because Mm -hmm. all all the greatest feuds started and ended with him, uh, you know, at that time, because he was managing everybody at the time. Um, what else? The one last thing we said. What did we also we miss? We had wrestlers. And what was the last thing, Chris, that you said? That was it. No, we got it. There you go. Did we get it? Well, I was oh, just doing bands. direction of Star we didn't Wars didn't movies. Uh, one didn't more minute. We went one minute of bands. One, two, three. JJ, top five bands. Go. Run the Jewels,
0: Rage Against the Machine, Audio Slave, Public Enemy, Foo Fighters. Whammo. Michael.
2: Nice. Foos, Queen, Pearl Jam, Beatles, and The Watchmen. Thanks. The Watchmen over the Beatles. Well wow, this is no particular order. You can they just you, in your five. Gotcha. Beatles, Beatles are number one. Head, Chris.
4: Head, yeah. oh, it changes all the time. My musical favorite band <laughs> is revolving all the time. Kiss is great if it's the first few albums, but other than that, man, I listen to everything. It could be jazz one day that's my favorite kind sure. of you Go know,
3: to five 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 albums on a, on an island. Who me? Yep.
4: Oh jeez, man, I don't even know because it changes all the like. I I wouldn't be able to do that because I get sick of it after after like two spins <laughs> and I have to put something else on. I don't even listen to albums anymore. I just put songs on. You know, to be gotcha. totally honest with you guys, sorry, I'm off of music right now. Like mm. I know, like when I'm in the car, I actually turn the radio off and I just listen to the outside. And mm. yeah, I don't know. It's weird. I'm 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 off of music. So that is such a weird question for me right now. That. I couldn't even pick it because I don't really listen to
3: anything right now. I just listen Sorry. to the old stuff and JJ Mel's podcast. We listen to that too. Thanks, um, we got, uh, yeah, for me, I'm going, uh, bands that change, it would be like Pantera for me. Uh, foos, Pearl, well, Pearl Jam foos. Um, I gotta throw, I have to throw, this is going to be weird for, for me. I gotta throw my mother earth in there for me personally. Cause they just played a role in my, 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 uh, my journey. And also, I just loved, I love the fact that they just kept pushing the agenda on, on music. So, uh, and, uh, they were, they were a less complicated rush, <laughs> but still hammered it home for me. Uh, uh, yeah, that's kind of where it's at. And if I'm looking at like my playlist and some of the other things, I mean, there's so many, we got Van Halen, we got Metallic, we got all those. Sure. But, um, you know, for keeping it going and still putting out deadly music, I gotta stick to the Cancon, and I gotta go Big Wreck too. Those guys are just deadly, man. Every every single thing that Thornley or that, that band has put out uh, has there's hasn't there's, there's really hasn't been any filler. So I gotta I gotta go with Body of Work, and I think they've done killer job. So okay, uh, that's the top five of everything we could jam in, it's
2: like Yay! the uh, John Cusack High Fidelity episode of the Kids That's the Right podcast. <laughs>
3: ah. Michael, tell us all about what the things you're doing now,
2: uh, and, uh, no. where people can find you. Uh, same old, same old. Just turn on the TV. I'm, I'm probably around. I, I I have something I will be able to sort of a new project that's in the works right now that I can't talk about at this point. But uh, in the next couple of weeks, yet another place you'll be able to uh, you not get away from me uh, when you're watching the TV. So, but in the meantime, working in the basement
0: the nice, Studio, so excellent, JJ. Yeah, humidity. humidity. Uh, you can catch me Thursdays on the Unfiltered with JJ and Melanie podcast, Spotify, iTunes, and DeanBlundell.net. And uh, if you have time, check out the show that I produce, uh, the Block on CBC Music uh, nationwide. Beauty. Yeah, that's yeah. a big one, man. That's a big one. Thank you. Rad. Uh,
3: Thanks so much for joining us this week, fellas. We'll do this again in a couple of weeks in some uh, some other capacity. There's so much to talk about, uh, always. So, thank yeah. huge thanks to uh, JJ and Mike. Uh, we'll see well, you guys. Thanks, back. guys. So gents. Thank Later. you
1: so much.
3: Later, man. Cheers to That is Mike. That is JJ. Always love having the fellas. Here. Look at us. We got a split in the middle now because Mike signed yeah. on to some kind oh, of yeah. really Look at- thing. Look at us. Dude, damn, i'm really going good. i'm in one ear
2: i'm in the other i'm in the other
3: that's there we right. go um, glasses on i can see Well, that was good we got through that holy Very moly well. lots of stuff and look at this it feel, it's it, it centers itself perfectly look at
4: that Dude, there you go just put that in there that's perfect there we go okay man, talk about that man talk about There's that a couple issues left don't buy off blurb.ca we, we took it off of there and then people are still selling it apparently so Hey, thanks, Julie. Are Julie. they
3: are they are they selling the digital version? Or are they? No. Selling what email? they're doing
4: is they shouldn't be selling it. But somebody went on there from London, Ontario, and bought a copy, and it was twice as much as we're selling it on Etsy. Um, and it wasn't printed properly. It was it was all shifted and cut. So wow. he got he contacted me today, and I'm sending him I forget his name. Um, I'm sending him uh, a copy with the sticker and everything. We're gonna take care of you, buddy. That's uh, anyway. I won't look it up because I can't find it. So that's so I don't know how many issues we have left, dude. Like honestly, we probably have just over ten issues left. It's going amazingly well, <laughs> and all the issues are being mailed out. Uh, a whole bunch of them are mailed out already. I, I, I don't do the mailing, thankfully. Um, but uh, Skeletron's doing amazing, man. So I'm already started. We're gonna do uh, the. We have four issues already finished. Um, issue two will be out July. We're gonna let that come out in July. And then issue three will be August. Issue four will be September. And then Christmas time, we are hoping to start on our animated short. And uh, I've Wait got then. a lot of pe- yeah, I've got a lot of people on the show who uh, whose voices I want to lend to this. So yeah. I have to talk to these awesome people who have been on our show. One of them was just on here, and he has mm-hmm. a fantastic voice. Could do fabulous things. So, uh, Mike, I hope you're still listening. I wanted to bring up what you're here but that's okay so animated he's really
3: uh, really expensive we gotta be
4: careful yeah I know I'm I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to send him um some 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 bribes
3: but we have to make uh, we have to make a deal with HGTV oh
1: yeah
3: do we now yeah, we got if we got if we gotta get Mike, we gotta call Leon's. We gotta call HGT. Oh right, right. Yeah, yeah, Can yeah, we okay, have yeah, Mike yeah. for a couple minutes? And they're like, "What?" I, I, and I think
4: Todd Kearns would probably be a rad dude in there. Just to throw some names out there, who I'd like to get in oh, there. Sure, uh, Darren, uh, Salads, Mr. D. His voice is just I. I got a demon in mind in there that Mr. D would just like. We hey, <laughs> would be friggin' awesome. I like could do Kevin amazing. So, anyway, so the animation is coming out. Um, it's it's the the cool thing is, Brent is it's it's working. I did it.
3: Oh wait. Um, Stand by. We've got an invasion. We've got an invasion.
2: What's that? What's that? You got you got a job? What's that? You got a job? Oh yeah.
4: Well, your comics. We we mailed your comic code as well, Mike. Thank you. And and your drawing in there. The Jedi's in there as well. And the sticker
2: and some. I'm so excited. Yeah. Sorry. I I I wanted to mention that before I I got off was yeah. I'm, (laughs) I'm super stoked to actually get a physical copy of, of the comics. So.
4: Yeah, so so the animation is going to be started after the fourth issue. We've already uh-huh. decided to go ahead with that. And uh, as I was to say, you're one of the guys I would like to have do some voices in there. You, yeah, Todd, Darren, and we'll see who else. But uh, yeah, yeah I think, I, I think it would down. be amazing. So uh,
3: hey, hey, so Chris, well, while we have Mike back in, I mean, we're he. still paying for the hour that we had him. <laughs> we're still, we're still <laughs> on the 90 minutes. So we're, getting, we're, getting, we're actually on the two-hour spot with him now. So uh, let me ask you this, Chris. What character would you have Mike do too, and oh, let's the re- see if you re- can pull the voice off right now.
4: Oh, it would wow. be the wrestling cult, man! It would be that the head wrestling guy who just is an amalgamation. Am I, of all am the,
2: I typecast now? I must. No, no, no! I just think That's you would. It,
4: it, you would under because this this guy is an amalgamation of '80s wrestling.
2: That's awesome, dude.
4: He's just like you know, uh, uh, you know. He so one moment he's quoting uh, you know Savage, the next minute he's quoting the Warrior. He's just like he's there, but he's got that Negan to him too. You know what I mean? Where he's just like nope. Oh, Chop his head off, you know. But he uses ham and egger a lot and stuff like that. Oh, um, dude, that's
2: like, that's psychic, man. That's so awesome.
4: that—that's you. But the, the, you would—you would be Mr. Terrifical.
3: Okay, you got to cut a promo on Skeletron. Go three, two, one. Michael.
2: There are people that I know who have claimed to be the top. There are people that have claimed to have been better. There are people that have claimed to be the absolute best in this business, and then they shake my hand, they say nice pleasantries, then they turn around, and I take this dagger and I stab them in the back. Why? <laughs> because you don't get to be here without being here. Yeah. and I... I'm <laughs> here. Oh, I got and chills, you buddy. Won't be. Yeah, it's you know, it's I so Mike, that's your gallbladder Dude. voice. So that's that's we got Oh um, my god! Gall- no, my gallbladder voices. Yeah, he's pretty much Mr. Terrifico. I'm, I'm, and
1: <laughs> I'm dude, that you're, was all the whole guts, that was so Your bull. guts are good.
2: Well, you know what? I, I you talk <laughs> about like the amalgamation. I I love watching. I love watching guys like Paul Heyman now. Uh, all these years later w- w- when they're when they're cutting these promos and when they even when they talk, I, I, the A biographies. The one with uh, Mick Foley, uh, where you know they they talk to Paul about you know Mick, and Paul has this way of talking. That's, it's very, he talks very quietly yeah. and he's very succinct and he talks about things and he's excited, but then he gets really low. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I just, I, it's the cadence, right? But no, dude, I'm, I'm super psyched, man. I, I would love to, uh, that's to, great. to, to lend some voices to this. Yeah. And I'm, you don't have I'm to insane. go, you don't have to go through my agents and, and, okay, and cool. the, the Leons <laughs> and the show, uh, the, uh, HGTVs and all that stuff, uh, the course. Yeah. Nice. It's it's all good. It's all hey, good. Beautiful,
4: but, buddy. I got a anyway. few that I, that I think you could do that would be great. Yeah. But the, the whole wrestling cult is like issue
2: uh three
4: and four, right? So um, it's like that's 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 so I, I want to put like four issues together in a bit of an animation. Uh
2: breaking <laughs> news. Yeah. Mm, breaking news. So we Maybe. did the
4: comic. We did that, that's no problem. Funny. Like it's going. We got four issues already. All money's in there. We're do we're good. So I we did that. So next is the animation process, buddy, and we're gonna that's do that.
2: Well, I, I heard you guys talking about it and I had to pop back on. I'm and glad just, you did, buddy. I mean, uh, but now I mean, we got to do this again. Awesome. Where can they
3: find you, Mike?
2: Where can we find you? No, you, you can't. You, you already know where you find me. You, you'll soon find you'll
3: be here. a voice on the Skeletron yeah, cartoon. Um, that's, you you find him, him on Instagram, Instagram. sitting by his pool like an asshole. Hey, that's the what the rest I do. of us are sitting around. If I can't be a coffee
2: asshole, then? I better be a pool asshole. That's it. Boys, enjoy the rest of the evening. Thanks again. Mike. We'll talk soon, guys. Thanks, buddy. See you soon.
4: Yeah. <laughs> see it's yeah. it's, it's happening right like that's what i'm saying like hopefully people aren't getting mad at me because i'm i'm succeeding they're, they're like getting inspired by me because i'm succeeding
3: i hope the the right people are getting mad at you i hope there's i hope there's people that you're like that were like oh you you draw so okay wait so you draw for a living you don't put tires on cars or, or build roofs or do stuff like people ask me what i do for a living and like for like well i build concerts and i run them so what does that mean well i do this and i do that and i do it but what does it mean you know what i'm a plumber mm-hmm. i'm a plumber i, I just I'm a, i am ai don't tell people i run concerts anymore because they just what does that mean like you're, you're a comic book guy what does that mean like can you make money at that yes mm. yes i can and i'm doing it and i've just sold out my first issue so uh go buy yourself
4: You know, sold out on that one, dude. And I've been asked to do a graphic novel that I've started on. Meetings are, and that's from the UK. Oh, and also, so my comic book has been bought from Australia and places in the United States as well. So we're we're selling like Australia's a good one. We uh, I was pretty glad to sell that one, but. It's amazing. I got you a, can a these contact days, down man. there.
3: We got some people down there. I can poke around. I got a guy down uh, down there that's a coffee head, and a real good friend nice. of Fitz, and lives in Brisbane, and uh, can uh, I can probably poke around for some comic book places. One
4: dude there. out there in Australia that's got a Skeletron on number one issue.
3: Wicked! Uh, that's killer news, man. I, I love the fact that it's uh, that it's uh, sold out basically, and so that there it is, friends. You've got to like you know you had your shot. We've been telling you for weeks, but. Mm.
4: I say there's You're probably like there. 10 issues left. So if, if you do want one, Etsy.com, Machete mm-hmm. Comics, one word. Um, I did have somebody say they tried to buy one and they couldn't though. So I don't I think that might have been on their end though, but I I haven't checked that out. Um I'll have to get our, awesome. our staff on it.
3: Uh okay, we gotta do some thanks. Okay, so our friends, there you go. Uh we're gonna thank our friends here at Blue Microphones. So these guys, uh, when they're not, you know, when the when the cord doesn't get tangled <laughs> and shut the show down, are pretty amazing. The MixFi headphones, uh, the uh, Blue Yeti X, which you see right here, they sponsor uh, uh, Kids on the Escalator, the, the, my other show, the Brenton on Tour podcast. So um, huge thanks to them for um, for sponsoring the show and giving us the stuff to uh, to sound like we sound. And we're going to run yeah. a little from them before we get out of here. So here we go. Awesome. tech right there. Thanks Lonnie Machete for putting that together. Um, hey, okay. JJ, buddy, thank you so much for coming on again. Uh, always adding some great stuff uh, to the mix. Uh, JJ uh, and Mel's podcast is awesome. Unfiltered oh. with JJ and Mel on the Dean Bondell Network. Uh, a huge uh, shout out to him for coming on and always making the time for us. Michael, congrats. Uh, if we don't do the full two hours, do we owe you for two hours worth of time? Like, <laughs> Anyways, uh, Mike Pongratz uh, coming on again and always uh, adding to the mix. We love you, buddy. Thanks for coming on and joining again. As always, huge thanks Thank for you. Dean Blundell. Dean coming on and uh, telling us I, I've learned something about Dean today that he's he's an almost doctor. So this yeah. is a good, this is an interesting thing, which is funny been that fun he doesn't, to watch.
4: It's funny that he doesn't say that uh, or that he like I could see why because he he's humble about it. But when he argues with all these anti vaxxers that he that, you know, yeah, I but agree. they won't like, listen. He just you know, had know, the sky just,
3: on yesterday again. And, oh, then, again, and really? they're like, well, you had him on again to, to like you know, say, okay, so you keep getting arrested and you keep doing the, and, and the kid was going nuts. And anyway, it's fun. I like watching it because they had yeah. Darren there, they had Darren ripping him down, and they had everyone was giving him a shot to try to make sense, and then we and then Dean and the team were backing it up with facts, and they just don't necessarily want to hear these facts they want to hear their facts whatever but it was fun to watch dean uh go down that road so there we go um
4: i get my shot so, on thursday same day as my wife and mine anniversary
3: Ooh. your first well, our first anniversary now we know your, right? <laughs> your first shot
1: <laughs> yes yes
3: yeah yeah i think yes. i'm up for number two shortly i'm gonna there you sounds go. like i'm uh, gonna be uh, back on a bus shortly uh, yep. at the end of the end of july potentially August uh, in the United States of America. So we'll see yeah. what happens there. So I better back uh, up because who knows what we going to down up. there. Well, um, I'd also like to, I want to go to some comic Cons. I think you're looking looking good in the fall. We'll Friends, we did, uh, we did an hour and 50, but hey, I hope you were entertained tonight. We had a lot of guests and a lot of fun. We covered mm-hmm. a lot of stuff. We did. Thanks for uh, having me. We appreciate it. Yeah. And I guess we, uh, uh, Julie checked in here let's just, uh, Julie, Julie, thank you so much. Thank you so much for, uh, for checking in on the show. We always love the support. Thank you so much. Uh, when it comes to that, uh, that is the kids on the escalator for another week. Thank you to our friends at Deanblundell.com for hosting us over there. Uh, good times. Rad dudes. Thanks friends.